Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Synchronize. Let us know at home if you guys can hear us, if uh, volume is working and everything. I see Lurker Spine saying hello, hello. hello. <laughs> I'm assuming the audio is good on my side as well. Yep, hopefully you guys can hear Mike as well. So yep, there Perfect. we go. Perfect, thank you sir. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be a chill day today. Obviously, we would love to be able to uh, continue the re to regale you with all of these stories from Japan, but uh, unfortunately, uh, we're not going to be able to do that today. So yeah. Well, first and foremost, you'll notice that there is only two of us, and that we are digital at the moment. Uh, so Kitty has family stuff to take care of, so she's out helping her family do nonsense and stuff, and. Um, as you may have seen on Twitter, I've been sick, and I'm trying not to get James sick. So I'm, uh, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I mean, at least I don't sound like Stephen Bloom anymore, but uh, I'm still pretty rough. Oh man! But yeah, if you haven't so... seen those tweets. You should totally check them out. They're pretty hilarious. <laughs> and thank you, Easy Carnage. Appreciate it. Appreciate the sub as well as Noah's Wild for the sub. So appreciate you guys out there. So what? What? What are you doing? What? They're saying love the content, and I was like, "Yeah," oh, hey, and okay. I was like, "Oh no!" It's, I it's thought you were gonna it. do this, like we were trying to. Not like... this time. Maybe later. Maybe okay. Later. Okay. Fair. Fair. So yeah. Uh, um. Obviously, we got through one whole day of Japan last time. So, but uh, <laughs> lots of other things content. going on. <laughs> like, like we we did get to uh, we did get to talk about Zen Market at least. Yes, for sure. For which sure. Uh, which we were very overdue for. I planned on trying to get to that in the first day of Japan talk because I wanted to announce the contest and everything. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so with that in mind, tonight I will be working with you to set up the final draft of the tweet so that we can put mm. the contest up. And start the contest first thing tomorrow morning. I think is how we're gonna want to do it. Okay, sounds good. We'll, sounds we'll do good. the we'll do the normal raffle thing, you know, and then like retweet and follow these accounts. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay. Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. But uh, uh, but outside of that, love to see people win some prizes. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Get nice, cool swag. Anytime we can give away cool swag is fun. Yeah. So. And then the thing is, like, like, giving away cool stuff is one thing, but giving away basically like currency so people can buy cool stuff that they really want—that makes me feel pretty good. That's the crazy part, right? Because some of the prizes for the Zen Market thing is literally just credit, so that if you find whatever you want on Zen Market, you can just use them yeah. and, uh, and 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 basically uh, buy some cool shit from Japan. Yeah, and um, one thing uh, I think they—I think it was about a month or two ago—they started a promotion where if your order is small enough, then they will like go out of their way to try to give you a discounted rate on shipping, so you're not paying fifty dollars to ship a ten-dollar item kind of thing. Jesus! Wow. So, okay. Like, okay. If it's really tiny, they're like, you know what? We'll just throw you an envelope. You'll be fine. Right. Right. So I haven't done that because I always order a billion things at once. Mm -hmm, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I, my Mary collection is at the point now where I have to buy things that I'm not sure are legitimate just to be safe. I mean, like it's it's it's, it's hard because you got it. It's hard to reach. I mean, I just saw I just tweeted to Markman recently too because he was like, "Oh, buying some random fighting game stuff," and I was like, "Dude, fighting game stuff is hard to find in Japan, man." So, yeah. Gotta start I don't need more. I don't need more metal slug stuff, but goddamn, I want one of those backpacks. <laughs> 
<laughs> do, do can you send me a link to that, dude? I should just oh, put that yeah, up yeah, on give me a stream. Yeah, we, we definitely should just share that. That thing is so freaking cool. Yeah. All right. Um, copy link. Sending to James via Twitter DM. Okay. Booyah. And then just go ahead and open the actual Famitsu link. Oh, okay. In the tweet, right? Yeah, within the tweet. Yeah, okay. Bro, they just announced these, like, today. Yeah, some cool metal slug items, right? So let me see if I can get this to work over here. Oh, I mean, yeah. Totally, I totally need the metal slug tactics. I need that in my veins so badly. Yeah. But... Bro, some nice watches and backpacks themed after Marco and Tarma. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, check this out, dude. Check this out. Look at this. This backpack looks so nice. I, like, I wish there was more pictures of like the pockets for like where you can throw the pens and everything, you know, and all the little trinkets and stuff because that's kind of one of the things that I need to check out. But I've been looking for a good you know travel backpack for a while right now and i haven't had like a great travel backpack in such a long time but this thing looks really really nice yeah yeah no it definitely is compatible it's got you know it's, it's very, very heavily military inspired without like being aggressively so and i really appreciate that and if you actually look um in one of the other pockets you can see the inner lining is a metal slug print you're talking about this one right here, right? Oops. Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, what's the close ah, button? Ah, pop-ups, why? Which one's the close button? This one? Uh, probably... There we go. <laughs> oh, it might have been a you're leaving the site link or something ah, like that. Yeah, 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 that's okay. But yeah, like you yeah, can see the see. inner lining there. It's a metal yeah. slug print. You can probably like right-click and open a new tab or something. Uh, I, I just zoomed in the page right yeah, there, yeah. yeah, and then I have a friend who actually does really like and collect high-end watches, so I know he's going to be really considering sick. one of these. <laughs> That's on the it's back side. So That's cool. so cool. And then one thing I noticed from where I was showing James earlier is the backpacks actually have the dog tag for their respective character attached. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go over it's here. It's like right here on the side zipper, yeah. There's a dog tag. And I'm like, ah, it's so cool. <laughs> Won't it? But yeah. I don't need to be dropping like 150 bucks on a backpack right now. But fuck, it's so cool. Is that how much it is right now? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it might be closer okay. to like 130 given the exchange rate. But yeah, it's like 16,000 yen or something like that. Maybe even more. I don't remember offhand. But it's somewhere in that ballpark. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a shame. Because like I said, I've been looking for a much better backpack than the one that I have right now. Because my backpack oh, was more designed yeah. for like kind of worky kind of things, you know what I mean? So less yeah. of a travel backpack if I could find one. Because the other thing I like about this backpack is it's very rectangular, which means yeah. it, it'll work, serve really, really well for my... Um, uh, use my backpack as a pillow tech when I travel, you know? Because one of the best ways to sleep, honestly, is to put down the food tray and then put the backpack on top of that and then sleep like that. So Reasonable. Yeah, that's one of the best ways for me to actually sleep on an airplane. And so the rectangular nature of this seems really nice, but 
Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, and I mean, you could be really like cheesy, like you could be really cheeky with it, like shove padding into those top pouches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely do stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, to make my backpack softer. So. <laughs> yeah. If mm. I wore watches, I'd be interested, and I don't collect them, so I'm like. That's not. Yeah. I'm not the target audience, but I do know people who are. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a complete tangent, but watches are so fascinating to me because, like, nobody really wears watches anymore these days, right? And you know, you remember the old Dick Tracy days? You know, it was you had the watch and you had all the cool features on it, and it's just because it got replaced by the phone, right? right. Like they didn't think yeah. about the fact I mean, that everybody then, would so have a phone in their pocket. I still think, like, fundamentally, the, like, Apple Watch is one of the smartest ideas ever because it just mm. combines the two kind of thing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Everyone else, like, wearing a watch nowadays is purely an aesthetic choice. Like, you just want to be able to do it or you want to not have a reason to grab your phone or something like or that. Or you're used to it. You've been doing it forever, right? So. I mean, no, I mean, one of the people I know that wears a watch is significantly younger than me, but it's an aesthetic choice. He just hmm. thinks it's fucking cool. Nice. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, you know, good on you. I it's got nice tired of pinching hard hair. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. It's so yeah. cool. <laughs> oh, man. One up uh, equals two. What, what does that mean right there? Who's my what? It says one up equals two. Oh, like how many continues you have left or lives you have left? Oh, maybe. Okay, okay, okay. I can't even see it on here. Yeah, if you, if I if I zoom it in, oh, it won't let me zoom in unless I open it in a new. Ah, uh, because probably. now you're now you've got the frames going on, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, and it won't even let me open the image in a new tab. That's awesome. Whatever. Anyways, the watches and backpack are rad. They're a little pricey, but if you can afford it and you want it, you know, you're probably gonna go ahead and get it. And in a worst so, case scenario, you could always use Zen Market to go obtain it. Oh Jesus, that is way up in there. Yeah, see one up yeah. equals. Yeah, that's two. that's definitely remaining lives. <laughs> so is this also just a graphic from the game as well? This yeah. little orange bar? Okay. Nice. Um so the watches I think are around like two hundred to two hundred fifty ish dollars, depending on the currency exchange rate. And then the backpack's like one thirty to one sixty ish. Right. Depending on exchange rate, somewhere around there, like yeah. in U.S. dollars, I think it's, I think it's like sixteen thousand and like twenty four thousand, each for like respectively. Yeah, I mean, it seems like to me like a lot of these things are more for collector stuff. You know, obviously the backpack you could use, but at the same time, I would be almost sad to use the backpack and get it destroyed over the course of time you know Dude, so. i have i have that problem so bad with so much of my clothing like like i have the geese hoodie the the geese howard hoodie from hardcore chocolate oh, i yeah, still have go. yet to i have yet to even open it much less wear it because like i don't want to mess it up and it wasn't yeah. even like that horrifically expensive but it's just special <laughs> i still haven't worn that freakazoid t-shirt that i got at the convention <laughs> I mean, I'm already feeling bad when I wear my Tetris shoes everywhere, but yeah. you know they look nice, so I'm just gonna do it. So, and it's they're the only so, nice shoes that I own. So, <laughs> when I go to FGC events, when I go to FGC uh, events, I have to have some form of drip, so I gotta wear my Tetris shoes. Oh, so. uh, um, But Ragnar, when the um, when the SNK online shop closed. The hardcore chocolate stuff that was in their store was marked down to about half price. 
So that's mm. when I actually scooped up my geese uh, hoodie. Okay, so I got okay. it down to like 40 bucks or something like that, which was a steal. Yeah, where are these things going to be on sale, actually? They haven't I think they're, they're, online, they're online pre-order only. Oh. They're, they're, actually, they're actually made to order. They're like, we've made a few of these to show you what they are. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're apparently supposed to be made to order. They're only making as many as are pre-ordered. Dang. That's Which crazy. also then therefore means if if you're uh, if you're a bad person, if you buy one, you can probably sell it for a hell of a lot in a few years. Uh, right. But, yeah. But this is also this is SNK stuff, so there's you know a whole ten of us who really go out of our way to collect it. So, <laughs> but you so guys exist. The buyer for that hell of a lot is the hard part. Yeah, but you guys are out there, man. So you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, God help me if they ever make high-end Mary merchandise like this. Oh, oh Jesus, yeah. If they make like a really nice Mary jacket, I think you're you're done, huh? Just in case should be listening, I would totally buy Mary's jacket. <laughs> anyway, I, I actually, I really want the um, Memories of Stray Wolves or the KOF 11 one that has like the eight ball and it's all purple or something. Oh, I would yeah, wear the shit out yeah. of it. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Uh, Lurker Spine found the link for it. So, uh, yeah. So here you go. There you go. Yeah. So eighteen seven hundred uh, yen for the backpack. So yeah, about one hundred and fifty dollars. And then the watch is probably about around like you know two hundred and what thirty dollars or something like that. That's, what's the What's the number? Two five three hundred. Oh, that's actually probably about two ten, maybe even okay, like okay. almost two hundred. There you go. Exchange rate's really favorable right now. Yeah. So if this is something that you wanted to collect, now is the time. Now is now is absolutely 181. Jesus. Wait, that's the you just found the exchange calculation or something? Yeah, I mean you could just Google it. Oh, I see, I see. Dang, yeah. really? Yeah, wow. no, the exchange rate is really bad for them right now, which is really Oof. good for us right now. Dang, so how much is that backpack? 187. Uh, one eight seven a hundred yen to USD. That's a hundred and thirty four dollars right now. It's a hundred and thirty four dollars. <laughs> yeah. And you know what the thing is, is that like so yeah, hundred yen to seventy two cents. That's an improvement over six months ago or so. Jeez. And it got. Uh, I think it got all the way down to, um, like sixty eight or something like that. Like it was really bad. Dang. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Well, if this is something that you want to collect, uh, time is now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm not a bigger hardcore Metal Sun fan because I would be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, 65 don't, was the lowest. Yeah. 65. Don't wait till the future to buy it. The future is now. <laughs> um. Yeah, that is also correct. You should absolutely go to Zen Market and pick up model kits. Yeah, yeah. Which, then, um, you know, it's a perfect segue. Thank you. Um, so a friend of ours by the name of Zenodragon... Oh, right. Uh, ...ended up sending us a care package. And so, personally, I want to verbally thank you because that was super fucking awesome. And we got a lot of cool stuff in there. The three of us each got special little gifts dedicated to us. And the reason for the segue is that after all the jokes about Kitty and Gundam and Death Scythe Hell costume and everything, he actually sent her a Death Scythe gunpla. <laughs> and we're just oh, like, man. fucking A, all right. 
Yeah, there's a um, lot of cool stuff. Some of the other stuff over here I'm going to show because it's really freaking cool. And should so we I show him? I want to really thank you. I mean, should we show him this way or should we wait until we have a live show so we can show him on the wide camera and everything? So I'm, I'm going to show the simple, easy stuff right now and then we can show the cooler, bigger stuff later. Okay, okay. Nice. So nice. right now, I uh, so one of the things that was in the care package is he he found out slash knows slash whatever that I actually really love the marquee sets from Arcade Cabs, and so he's like, hey, uh, do you want some of the, some of these marquees? I was like, yeah, I mean, I would I would love to get those off your hands. He's like, cool. Uh, they're not English ones. Is that gonna be a problem? I'm like, nah. So he sends over a couple of uh, f like complete marquee sets from a few games. And they're all in Spanish. <laughs> uh, Which for, means like, more one, people so, want them. <laughs> so, except for this one. So, this one is the 99 base marquee sheet. This one actually is in English, which is kind of rad. Mm. Then he has the complete dude, The condition is marquee. amazing on that, dude. Mm, what? I said the condition is amazing on that, dude. It looked brand new. I mean, it kind of might be, like, virtually unused. And so here is the complete 99 marquee set. Oh, jeez. Got, got the card for the four slot right there. It's yeah. got the, like, ones you hang up on the wall. Oh, got a right. bunch of, like, the cool stuff. The card for the slots. Actually, yeah, the little slot parts. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I didn't open these. There's more. <laughs> but wait. Fuck. There's more. Fucking A. So not only is it got the complete marquee set stuff, it has the sheet for the dip switch settings. Whoa. Bro. I, I, I didn't even open them. What the? F the rest of the marquee poster, complete nice. with whip. <laughs> and then as I open it up and look further, I'm like, oh, there's more in here. A second one of the back sheet. All right, that's okay. cool. And then, as something that would uh, very directly appeal to me, real about two. Whoa! Marquee pieces. Wait! <laughs> wow! And the dip settings sheet. Jeez. It's now, so crazy because, like, so many of these things that they used to send arcades and stuff like that, they're just like, ah, oh, here's this, whatever. And then, you know, people are like, all right, use them, throw them away, whatever. And, you know, who who knew that, you know, 20 years later we'd be trying to collect all this shit, right? I mean, it's it's better than trading cards for me. Because, right. like, these, yeah. these oh, have, yeah. like, history attached to them and they had a purpose. Right, right. Training cards are designed specifically for you to hold and hope to gain value kind of thing, you know? Okay. Now, this one, I'm opening these now because I don't know what the hell it's... Oh, my God, there's a lot in here. Okay, this looks like it's two complete sets. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, Live so reaction. Is, can, hey, indeed, two sets. Mike, can you, can, you, can you do one of these faces? There you go. So now I can actually use Thumbnail. that for thumbnails, you know. Olaf reacts to care package, you know. So I want to show you it in Spanish first. <laughs> because for the culture. 
Because this very much is indeed the 98 marquee set. Oh, dang. Okay. Which obviously must be in Spanish. <laughs> Laban <However>, is jealous. <laughs> he also included the English one. Oh, dang. The English ones are and there. And I didn't know that. Nice, nice. So, yeah, it only has the actual, like, control schemes for Japan, Fatal Fury, and Art of Fighting, and everyone else just, good luck, learn, whatever. <laughs> um, and then the dip settings. And then, yeah, then the, the same, oh my god. This is actually better than I thought it was. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Thank you. Bro. Okay. And there's still one more little thing to show you of these sets. Well, now I gotta see what else is in this one. Jeez. Uh, this one will probably resonate a little bit better with you. At least a little bit. Just a little. Curious, okay. Try to put the 98s back in the sleeve. Yeah, all carefully and everything, right? <laughs> at least not at least not horribly. <laughs> you know what? I will just do it later. It's fine. Thank you for the gifts of Tab2GG. Appreciate it. Damn show four. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, okay. Hey, look who's in the chat, Mike. So, <laughs> yeah, no, huge pleasant surprise there. Yeah, yep. and again, so, thank you very much. I honestly, like, I was gonna DM you and just be like, I don't know what I did to deserve that, but uh, yeah, he sent me some stuff too. So, uh, yeah, so I, we're we're saving that one for later on when he gets to like open it up and take a look and everything. Yeah, he, yeah. he he still hasn't come down and fully collected everything and found a spot for them. So, yeah. I mean, once I grab him, I'm also going to have to run over to... Oh, there you go. Look at Lurker Spy and giving Sano Dragon a sub in the chat. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Lurker Spy. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I, the thing is, I actually just looked at these. I was like, oh, that's fucking sweet. I didn't actually open them because I'm always like, you know, let's leave them safe in their little package you made right. and everything. And now I'm like, oh, Jesus, there's more. Yeah, but I mean, after I get my the real about two was a was a pleasant like surprise. Yeah, I mean, I may even open up my stuff soon because I'm actually thinking maybe of heading over to Oryx tomorrow now because he could actually help me install a lot of the Dark Soft stuff. So you know, spoilers <laughs> of what Zeno Dragon sent me. So <laughs> and then uh, this last one of of these is a really cute one. Um, it's so this one was actually clearly used because it was laminated to be wall mounted. So oh, this right. one actually yeah. had an arcade home, which means it has some more history to it. I'm curious, uh, but it's the wall marquee for 2002. Oh, nice! Yeah, 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 yeah. Nicely laminated, <laughs> man. <laughs> Neo Geo, play more. Lamination always has this weird, good space in my heart to be honest with you because you know when my parents owned a video store whenever we made member cards for everybody you know they would we would do the things and then we'd run it through the little lamination machines and then Dude, also when i was a kid i thought the lamination machine was the coolest right thing <laughs> i wanted to laminate everything dude <laughs> okay i have something on the topic of lamination i do need to tell you Okay. It's actually relevant, but but I have one more thing to show you before we continue. Okay. KOF eleven oh, move list marquee stickers. Oh, that's so nice, dude. In Chinese. In Chinese, nice. 
<laughs> I don't know what fighters is. I don't know how you say fighters in Chinese, but I know that uh, king is Wang. So it'll be something Wang. I'm not sure what it is. I have to look it up. But uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the like, because uh, have, having my parents own the video store, we used to laminate the cards and then also... Uh, that's where we I learned how to shrink wrap things too because we used to shrink wrap all the video boxes you know put the styrofoam in them and then shrink wrap them so I actually got really good at shrink wrapping things <laughs> a long time ago so while we were in Japan mm -hmm. uh, we found uh, another dollar store that's you know it's kind of like Daiso and stuff like that and it's oh, called right. Seria okay. and Seria is fucking amazing and they actually have a lot of really cool stuff for like if you're a collector or you geek out or you go to like idol shows or whatever, like they have glow sticks and just whatever you need for whatever. Mm. And one of the things we saw there is a type of display case that rather than being like a box, it's like a picture frame uh -huh. and it comes with like two layers of laminated sheet plastic uh -huh. and you just suspend your item in the frame. Oh, nice. Okay. And so okay. It's, 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 it's called like a membrane display frame or something. Uh -huh. And so if you want to like just have like a trading card floating in a frame, you're good for that. But what right. Kitty did is she put like Sakura petals in it. So she just has a little flower floating in the frame. And oh, it's the coolest. That's so cool. But I mean, it would be perfect for like things that you get from concerts or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like so flat things that you can just like yeah. throw in or there. Or just, just small enough that it can oh, clasp and close over it. That's so cool. That's so, yeah. dude, Japan is the best in terms of how to display shit, you know, like, like when I tried to get a case for my Amaterasu little figure, like I had to go online and like find everything and go to Amazon. It was super expensive just to find it. And then like you want to display anything. I just want to put things on like, like stared stands, you know, so that they could display. And it's like impossible. And you have, I know you brought back a million things from Japan that actually, <laughs> have yeah exactly see stuff like that like japan just knows to make shit like that so collectors can display things it's weird how the american market is so bad at giving things for people to display collections that every motherfucker who displays everything in this country uses a detolf <laughs> Dude, and the fact that Detoffs are like a hundred something bucks now is ridiculous. Yeah, they were like sixty bucks before. Also, dude. Rock Bogard, you are correct. They do sell stuff like that at Daiso, yeah, and I love Daiso yeah. for being the only place you can get yeah. shit like that. But I mean, <laughs> but there's still stuff that's really easy to get in Japan that is brutal out here. Like getting an acrylic box, you know, like a foot by a foot. Of any kind, even if it's like really <laughs> cheap, shitty, like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. When we were in Japan, we went to a like hobby shop, and I just picked one up for like ten bucks, and their display for just showing the box was one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. <laughs> they like turned uh, it into an entire concert stage with prop rigging yeah. for all the light pictures and everything, and it was just there to show you the box. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it was crazy because like. I remember seeing a, a, a picture taken. So you know, one of my favorite uh, art musical artists is Lights, right? Uh, out there, and she's a big geek as well. Collects all these video game stuff. She just took a picture one time, and I saw it in the background of her of her home. 
there's just all these details there with all, displaying mm-hmm. all their stuff and it's just like man like this this chick could afford so much and she's still getting just the details because it's literally the only options that we have which is if if anybody doesn't know what the detolf is i mean you're not a you're not a geek but like that's the glass case that's from ikea I mean, okay. basically I, the, the 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 acrylic staircase that i just pulled out i pulled uh-huh. off the top of my detolf right <laughs> right <laughs> i used to have like 3 of them and then i ended up having to get rid of them for one reason or another i had bought one new one in 2016 and that's the one i've been using like ever since right and they're not great they're just acceptable and it's it's actually a huge funny enough it's a huge problem because they're real glass which means that if things go bad things go really bad yeah uh uh-huh yeah they are they are like aluminum frame glass and plywood yeah this is this is the detolf right here so and yeah, look at this, $100, and that's even $30 off over here, dude. Like, yeah, it's crazy. they used to be like 50 and 60 Yeah, uh-huh. when I got mine, I know it was like 60 something, dude. I know these things are very cheap, but, you know, the problem yeah, oh, with yeah. these... And, and, and they have really shitty plastic feet at the bottom. Yeah, and the other thing that makes them really actually not even that great is that obviously you can see it's divided into four, but there's no way to adjust the heights of the shelves. You know, there's no way to adjust. It really sucks if you have like a one fourth scale statue. That's two shelves. You have to pull one out to make it Uh fit. And then, or even shittier, if you want to display a bunch of small things, because then you're wasting a bunch of uh, uh, real estate at the top. And that's why I want like little Mm -hmm. staircase things for display. You know what I mean? So like, (laughs) so so something I've kind of wanted to dig into a little bit. Um, So when we were in Japan. Uh, obviously, I didn't find anything of Mary that I didn't have. Right. Uh-huh. Which really, actually, more to a point, I didn't find anything of Mary. End statement. But I digress. Um, well, I had to spend my money on collecting some sort of waifu, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> so now I have a really impressive collection of Mirko from My Hero Academia, and that's going to continue to grow, and she's taking up an entire detolf shelf right now. Whoa, okay, okay. Mirko, what's... It's from, from My Hero Academia. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Mirko's best girl in the series. Free. <laughs> uh, which one is she? I know you she's probably... The, she's the tan-skinned, white-haired bunny girl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 yeah. See, I know I've seen her in, in like, oh, from yeah. you at some point, so... There you go. Oh, yeah. But, okay. um... Yeah, and so I was like, well, I need, you know, things to display and everything. So I also ended up getting, like, cool little acrylic cases for keychains and stuff. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So on the subject, though. So trying to get a nice, cheap, shitty acrylic case for displaying a figure of some kind. Your options are go to Daiso and hope your figure fits in the three options yep. they give you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You travel internationally and buy all the cool shit in Japan, or the next best fucking option that like has any amount of saving you money. Uh, I bought some clear acrylic shoe boxes from Costco. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the Amaterasu that I have was definitely designed for like I, it might have been a football display. 
it might have been a yeah. football display. No, and so that's case. the thing. If you go to like like you know um, any of the art stores like Michaels or whatever, and you go to their display case section and then shadow boxes and stuff, that shit's like eighty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. And again, the the thing that I got for Amaterasu is was over a hundred dollars that I got it because that was yeah, back it, when I was absurd. working. So you know. Yeah, but no, like you know what? Pardon me. <laughs> I mean, I still want to display my NES Rob, which is in excellent condition, and I have everything there. Yeah, this is a shoebox from Costco, right? For displaying something like your Nikes, right? So yeah, but it works great, and for its size, this is the actual cheapest thing you can get consistently in America right now. Yeah, this is like thirty bucks for like four or five of them. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty sweet. And this, gotta, this is the Build-A-Bear Sylveon. I love her. I got to look at that thing again and see if uh, if, if NES Rob would fit into it. My biggest problem is I my... I don't know. My, he's kind of chunky. My recollection of the size of Rob is that it's kind of big, but I was smaller <laughs> when I played with Rob, you know? Yeah, it's, no, Rob, Rob's kind of chunky. Like, yeah. he might fit vertically, maybe. Yeah, but like I said, I just, I have my Rob. He's in excellent condition. If I just wipe him down a little bit, I'm sure he'll be in he'll be in pristine condition. And I just want to display it. Is, is that his relic. actual, like, is that the actual dimensions he needs to fit in a box? Is that the Rob oh. dimensions? Or what dimensions are those, Lurker Spine? And what is this acrylic case? Oh, what is this? Oh, 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 of a shoebox, yeah. Yeah, I, I really want to get into uh, acrylic working and just start making my own boxes and shit, and then maybe eventually build my own fish tank would be fucking, like, oh, that would really be, cool to yeah. do. I wouldn't be surprised if Arik had some crazy stuff that let him build fucking acrylic boxes, I, mean, I swear to God. The thing is, like, like, building with acrylic isn't actually that bad. Um, it's just having like the space and real estate and the ability to clean it up. Yeah. Cause like, cause anything you see online, most of what the, most of the time what they do is you, uh, you sandwich it between something really sturdy, almost like a vice, and then you score it with a blade and then you just right. break it along your scoring and you're good to go. Right, right, right. I mean, that's, this is kind of what this link that, uh, investigation comb put up here. It looks like uh, someone is making their own acrylic box over here or something. Rob's yeah, got to be more than nine and a half inches tall. That, see, that's the thing is it's not. I don't think. I think it's pretty, like, small. I, I, thought, just, I thought he was, like, like 12 to 13. I thought he was I, a lot bigger than that. Yeah, but it's like I, mean, I said. I've seen one recently. One of our local game stores has one on display as their oh. uh, business card holder. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, but see, I, I I want more than the Rob because I also have the Gyromite set up. So I want to display the whole Gyromite set up well, as well. That's not happening. Not even close. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, because he's he's too tall to fit in it like horizontally. Oh, and all I that see. Yeah, yeah. Way too big to fit in yeah. any other way. Yeah, so I mean, I have the whole gyromite thing with the buttons and the spinner and everything like that. So I actually legitimately beat both modes of gyromite the legit Why? way. Why? Because it was fun and it was challenging. <laughs> I agree with one of those things. Because <laughs> it was actually like it was shockingly well designed too. Because a, when you put the the the, the top on the button. It would only spin for a certain amount of time and it would fall off eventually, yeah. right? And because what was 
neat was that a lot of the um, a lot of the stages that they created were designed to almost be perfect timing. Like they just knew how long the top would spin, and so things that you had to do to like move the top ups and up so, and down. So basically, it's one of those games that you have to play it for a while before it actually becomes fun. Yeah, because I I played like the first few levels. And I was like, okay, I get it. That's cute, and I just walked away. <laughs> yeah, once well, it you start, gets fun, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, it gets fun in the way that like they'll do things where because they know it takes time for Rob to like drop the drill down and stuff like that. You have to dodge the enemies while you're like waiting for the like issuing the Rob commands and stuff. So it got yeah, a little you, tricky. You, you know, protecting yourself from zombies while you manually crank an elevator. Right. Got it. And then and then you know the the second mode was when he was sleepwalking, so you couldn't control him. So it was only Rob and so a lot of them were timed exactly right for how fast Rob moved and put things up and down and stuff it was actually kind of neat like so, that. yeah so one of the games that was a spiritual successor to Gyromite never came out in America mm. and I saw it when I was in Japan I was this close to buying it because <laughs> I know they game. had Stack'em I never played Stack'em which was the other Rob game that came out so the spiritual successor to at least mode two of Gyromite is Mario and Wario. It was mm. a game. It was a game for the SNES mouse. That game is awesome. <laughs> God, the and SNES. I saw mouse. it. I was like, dude, I bought Mario Paint for the SNES mouse because I was so confident in the future that one of those. Koei Romance of the Three Kingdom games would eventually adopt the mouse and it never did so but Mario Paint was really cool although I never I never got good enough with it I still have some of the default songs from Mario Paint in my brain etched there no no I mean like the default songs like the boom boo doo doo meow doo doo oh yeah yeah oh oh the ones in the music maker yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, okay. if you don't remember, like, the actual Mario Paint songs, like, I don't know what to tell you, but oh, no, okay. like, the templated <laughs> Music Maker songs, even yeah. those. Dude, oh, like, man. like the, the, the Fly Swatting minigame is just one of the greatest things ever. Oh, yeah, 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 the music in that game was so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, and no, and so one of the, so, speaking of, you know, like, the baby sound and all the shit in the fucking, um, in Mario Paint's Music Maker, have you ever looked at all the, uh, note block options in Mario Maker? Oh, are they all the same? Most of them. <laughs> that makes sense. Most of sense. them are from Mario yeah. Paint. I mean, uh, the coolest thing is, you know, when they, uh, people may, obviously the Mario Paint Music Maker was really limited, but, you know, online that they've created the full robust ones. You could just find, they've made it so that you could put all the different speed of notes and everything, added a few more sounds, and then they were just like... And then let you save a song like a minute and a half long rather than like 20 seconds. Yeah, uh-huh. And it's like, yeah. uh, they've people have made some really sick things in that, so yeah. Through the Fire and Flames in Mario Paint is about the funniest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Oh my god. Ugh. I mean, we were just talking about this, what was it, yesterday or something like that? Or No, I was talking about it with my brother and our other friend, but it's just like, it's crazy to me how, like, there's something super appealing about, like, 8-bit music and 16-bit music. Like, it's not even just nostalgia. 
because like my brother was saying that like his kids love 8-bit music like they love the eight- there's just something so timelessly it's, it's like primal yeah like and, and not only that but the the limitation honestly bred creativity honestly because like you know a lot of video games you play these days the background music is just they're trying to be movies it's just orchestral mood setting things right whereas like back in the old days when you play like a Mega Man 2 is a reason why everyone remembers Bubble Man theme and stuff like that you know well, and the thing is also if you go between consoles like if you hear a 16 bit song you know it's from Genesis or you know it's from the <laughs> Super Nintendo yeah. and you can tell sometimes that there are like musicians and DJs who grew up with it oh. because their sound still feels like the Genesis yeah it's like, crazy like you, I mean, you like, get like all this great audio fidelity and they just throw in this little bit of grittiness and I'm just like you had a mega drive growing up didn't you <laughs> I I I played Ghouls and Ghosts on the Genesis and Oof. uh Ghouls and Ghosts a uh, great game awesome best some of the best music on the Genesis but then like I played the arcade version and I just di- I like didn't like the way it sounded you know because the Genesis had that really tinny kind of like yeah, you know that weird grittiness yeah like, yeah and then on the Super Nintendo side of thing like uh, you will never not get me like super emotional when I talk about Sim City music dude like Sim City on the Super Nintendo is just like there's one song in SimCity that every time I hear, like, it just, like, I melt. Like, I turn into literal liquid when I hear that song because it's so good, dude. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Rock, Rock Bogard knows exactly what I mean, dude. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny. Like, I rented SimCity on the SNES when I was a kid, and I don't remember the audio at all. Oh, really? I really should probably fix that. Dude, oh god! I see now. I just want to look up one of the songs right now because at least, at least SimCity music won't trigger any sort of DMCA's on us because YouTube and video game music, right? Uh, Funny for me thinking about like so. I when I was growing up, like between me and all my friends, we had almost every console, uh, and so I played like Earthworm Jim one and two on both versions. And the audio differences are startling. Oh, dang. Let me see if this is the right one here. Uh, I think it's Capital. No, actually, Capital might not be the wrong right one. Let me see. No, this is the right one. Oh, God, this song. And there's a really good piano cover of this song. It's just so dreamy. It creates this weird, like, that weird you're wandering around the city by yourself alone kind of feel. So, the thing is, for this, Uh this is mostly, like, invoking, like, my fond memories of F-Zero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the the middle part, the middle, the, the ending chunk of this song is the best. So me and my brother are obsessed with funky chords, and when it gets to the end of this song, it has one of the best sequence of chords that when you put it together, it's just like 
Oh, like it's it's coming because the song's not that long, so it's coming up right here. I think this it's is this some part right G16 bit right. though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Chills every time. It's just some of it is like there's like a dissonance to to those chords there and every time i hear it i get chills dude oh god i and there's uh there is a youtube video where some guy does a piano cover of it and it's just like it is the most beautiful thing i've even like he put that video up like seven years ago or something and i even wrote a line i commented i was like i know this is kind of might be like bad you know uh etiquette but do you have sheet music? <laughs> and he's like, I did it all by ear. He actually responded like way later. And he was like, I actually did it all by ear. So unfortunately, yeah. Oh, but it's so, so On good. the topic though of 16-bit, I finally saw the Super Mario movie. You did see it? Oh, dang. Oh, dang. So first okay. off, that movie is fucking fantastic. And if I you haven't seen it, you I haven't should. seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I need to. So that movie has so many goddamned Easter eggs. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yes, yes, yes. And so there, there are two franchises that I did not see any Easter eggs for, which I'm taking as them implying that they want to do something with it later. Okay. But then I was pleasantly surprised that yes, F-Zero does have an Easter egg. F-Zero has an Easter egg in there? Whoa. I was so happy. <laughs> Whoa. That surprises me. So F-Zero got an Easter egg. Um, but so the Illumation has been on Twitter a lot lately talking about like, hey, what if you could do this? What if you could do this? And the main two of the absolutely please let us do this have been Zelda and Metroid. Dang, okay, okay. And I could not find a single Easter egg for either of those games. Well, I still think that with the success of this, like, they're going to try to make a Zelda movie. They've already talked about how they're looking at that, right? And then they could totally do the Marvel thing, right? Create the Nintendo Cinematic Universe that culminates into Smash Brothers, right? I mean, like, <laughs> instead of the Avengers, so, it's the Smash Brothers, right? So, so, so yes... But, like, that means you have to do a subspace emissary. You can't do Smash 64. Right, yeah, 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 of course. But that's fine, because subspace emissary was kind of lit. Even if it was in Brawl, Dude, subspace emissary, emissary was fucking I'm bad. still mad that, like, people don't look back at subspace emissary as, like, one of the coolest things ever. Because it was such, I mean, the fact that it didn't do well and the fact that that uh, Sakurai doesn't want to do it again because someone just put it all up on YouTube and he was super mad about that. Um, I mean, it was still, again, one of the best kind of tutorial things because it made you find your favorite character. It let you learn how to hit things. It was, like, such a yeah, great and it, tutorial. It, it was, and it was good, too, because it was, like, I... <laughs> It's probably the least Everybody mad I've ever been Oops, about sorry, sorry, oops, sorry. characters. Sorry, I accidentally triggered a YouTube video. My bad. I didn't hear it. Okay. Um, it's probably the least upset I've ever been about having to unlock characters. 
in F Zero, especially, especially in a Smash. Yeah, Subspace oh, in was, Smash Brothers. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Subspace was totally fine. Like, oh, I don't get to play as Zero Suit Samus yet, or Sonic, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I get this whole sweet single player mode or two player sometimes. Right, and. You know, then you just you know, progress until you meet them and you get a sweet cutscene introducing them. And like, that was super good. <laughs> oh, man. Here, I, I know, uh, what was it? Uh, Rock Bogard. Here, I'm posting this into the link just for Rock Bogard over here. Unless you let me play this piano cover of that song, but you know it's it's just the same song in the in the piano version, dude. And it's what am just, I gonna do? Scream? No. Yeah, like. Like this guy just plays it here on the. Oh, so good. Like this was almost the definitive version of the song for me now, because it sounds so good this way. It sounds so natural this way. Dude, some some covers and like remixes can really do that. Yeah. And this guy plays it good, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, look at this comment here from a JC Hensor. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> See, look, it was only 11 months ago that I posted this comment. <laughs> Also, Lurker, I have very complicated feelings when it comes to Dread. Oh, right, yeah. Like, and here we go, here we go. Problem supporting others and give that guy some extra play. Yeah, absolutely. Vertigrand over here, but uh, yeah, that and then oh, what did I say? I just saw hey everybody, something else. Hey everybody, going all the way back to oh, 1984 God. to the very someone discussing the, 1984. Yeah, someone discussing uh the the original Transformers theme. <laughs> The original Transformers theme and how it's the weirdest song ever, and it's weird because you know, he we anal- went a whole hour without the word Transformers. Not bad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bro, uh, by but- the way, last week uh, when Kitty was talking about mentioning other robots, there's a comment on, on uh, YouTube. Yeah, like, James missed a chance to drop Transformers here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's another great soundtrack on the Super Nintendo Jurassic Park. Oh God. Like me and Monique talk about that one all the time, so it's like, just. I'm not gonna say you're wrong, but. but are like, you familiar with that soundtrack? I am. Oh, okay, do, okay. You do not know how much I loved Jurassic Park in the '90s. I played every game. Oh, you know what the worst thing was? I was playing that, that game. game on. What's that? Super Nintendo Jurassic Park game frustrates me. So oh yeah, much. yeah, yeah. I was playing it. I was trying to beat it, and I got. The I think edition is fucking lit. I think I got to the third stage or fourth stage of Jurassic Park, and then I got in one of the first-person views. I literally got lodged into like a door and a wall, and I couldn't get out. 
Like I just yeah, accidentally. Reminder, that game does not have like a proper save system. Nope. <laughs> and that's why when it happened, I was like, well, turned it off, pulled it out, never played it again. So no, but the, the Genesis Jurassic Park games were fucking fire. Mm. Rampage Edition was insane. Dude, Rock Bogart and I need to just sit down and talk about some SNES soundtracks, that sounds like, dude. So <laughs> no code I mean, system it, on that thing either. Nope. It was just play it uh, in one credit. Dude, so, <laughs> you so, see- so if we're gonna we're gonna get some SNES games. I gotta I gotta plug out two real quick. One that I have a weird soft spot for uh-huh. was um Dino City, which is like a shitty random dinosaur game from the first year of the SNES. Dang, it has some okay. really catchy tunes. Okay. And then my personal baby on the Super Nintendo that I have to be the entire defense force for, Metal Combat Falcon's Revenge for the <laughs> Super Scope. <laughs> I have that game, weirdly that enough. Game, that is one of my favorite games on the console, and that soundtrack is fucking fire. So I, oh, I, I have it. I've never played it, and that was because a friend of ours bought the Super Scope and all the games, and then eventually... I'm everybody knows to dump all the obscure video game shit to me when they don't need when they don't want it anymore. So they they gave it to me. So I ended up with uh, with that. But uh, yeah, I I actually like owned it in the 90s and I don't know what I did with my super scope and I'm mm. mad about it. Uh, and now you can't even use a super scope anymore because we're in the future. Right. That's right. Uh, also like so uh, there are retro companies that have worked to make like uh flat screen compatible super scopes and guns and like receivers yeah but no i I, for the record i'm just gonna say it out loud right the fuck right now nintendo is fucking stupid for never releasing super scope games on the wii virtual console yeah right you could have just touch screened and and played it that way well, no, right? regular wii just like even let me oh right yeah, yeah, yeah or you know as you as you continue to do of stealing emulators Use it like a mouse cursor, like SNES, uh, ZSNES, and SNES 9 next to you, where you put a cursor on the screen and your Wii remote Dude, actually tracks it. You can shoot I things. tell you right now, I wanted to port all of the gun games on the Nintendo DS. Because I thought of the best idea for gun games on the Nintendo DS, which is the bottom screen is just blank, but that's where you shoot, and the top screen is the game. And so yeah. you're not tapping what you're shooting you're trying to guess by aiming on the bottom screen. And I just thought that would be such a neat idea. There are games that did that. They did. There are. Okay. Okay. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. There are a bunch of games that are like FPSs and stuff that totally work by just the touch screen is your mouse look. Right. 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 But that, see, those are FPSs. You're still always shooting at the center of the screen. What I mean is like a time crisis game where you're actually tapping, trying to map the up screen to the bottom screen and tap where you're shooting. I'm going to let you know right now. No, you can't. You legally cannot. What really? You, what you would have to do, you would have to do, is you have to have it so that you drag your uh, your t- your stylus on the bottom screen and then have like left trigger is shoot, because Nintendo actually had requirements about tapping your screen too much. Are you serious? So they didn't want to have a game where you're like shoot 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 shoot. <laughs> yeah. So like if you like so, I mean if Point Blank did it, then they got away with murder. 
because there are requirements about how much you are touching the screen, how much you're tapping the screen while you play. Interesting. So yeah, they would have to have it so that you drag the mouse around and shoot like this, basically. Yeah. And so late, like late DS generation shooters had a lot of really good workarounds to make it totally viable, mm. and was actually like reasonably fun. Okay. Because um, there were some that were more like um, like how the Wii did it, where if you're if you're centered with the Wii remote, you're not moving, and then you have mouse look. But if you drag it far enough to the left, then you start turning and you still right. have to Right, yeah, 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 okay, okay. And that's what some of the DS shooters did. Yeah. And I speak from experience because I worked on several of them and I worked in the requirements department of Nintendo. Yeah, so that's I why when I, I that's why when you started talking about it, I was like, this is the Activision history here. <laughs> Uh, by the yeah, way, but not I everyone want, in chat may know some of that history. So, like, yeah, yeah. that one's legitimately from experience. I just like, want to add two more SNES game soundtracks: Contra Three, of course, which, if like I've said, is one of my favorite yeah. video games of all time. But then also Super Adventure Island. <laughs> Have you played Reasonable. Super Adventure Island? Not since about '96, but yes. But because the guy who wrote the soundtrack is that is the guy who wrote the soundtrack to the Streets of Rage games. <laughs> That's why it's all techno dance and it's so good. <laughs> and also, let's just let's just state for the record, we're avoiding the usual suspects deliberately because like the, nobody here has said Chrono Trigger yet, and that's the wrong. Yeah, answer. I so mean, we're doing it, we're avoiding the usual. Right, suspects. we're not taking. You know what game on the SNES has great music? Final Fantasy VI. You know. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking I mean, about the lesser-known games a little yeah, bit. Like, so. I mean, I love Super Metroid soundtrack, but you have no idea how fucking proud I was of Mercury Steam to not remix Norfair again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Not every lava area is Norfair. Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Dude, the, fact, super... the fact that Dread didn't have Ridley is the greatest feeling in the world. <laughs> Kingsdick and Ridley coming back. Uh, I mean, honestly, Ooh, like... Sparkster is clearly gray area, but I would I would file that under lesser known. I never played Sparkster that game. Fun. I never played that game. Mm. Okay. The Super Nintendo had such really fucking good music, dude. God. I mean, again, like, even looking back on it, Super Nintendo overall is still free in the top three consoles of all time. Free. Yeah. yeah. And if you're ranking it above that, like, that's to taste, but, like, free, it's in the top three. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. It's so hard to argue with that at this point because, I mean, back in the day where the jump between consoles was that much more, like, for now, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, the going from NES to SNES was a huge jump, and not only was it a huge jump, and Nintendo added all these crazy features and everything, and and just the quality of games on there was so good jesus christ yeah. man like i mean really like the only games that like actually suck and were obviously cash grabs that's still like what less than 20 percent of the library no <laughs> console nowadays can hope to live up to that right uh, wasn't it wasn't it the um which console had the it might have been the genesis actually that had the crazy mcdonald's game 
that uh, Treasure made because they were kids. Yeah, yeah, they were a startup company. They were just trying to make it, and so they got hired by uh, MC Kids. Yeah, Uh, was it on the NES? Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. NES did have a version of it. That's right. I never played it, but I've heard it's like the like for a tie-in. It's like the sickest game ever, basically. So. I mean, okay, more, more to a point for a non-Disney tie-in, because Disney had a great track Dude, record. That's right. I actually wanted to mention that when we were talking about Jurassic Park and how you can't save and all that. You saw that video of that streamer who was playing, like, the classic collections emulated and was playing uh, Lion King, and, like, she died, and it was, like, game over, and she's like, what do you mean it's game over? Wait, what? <laughs> Sneaking. <laughs> yeah, sneaking though. Yeah. Dude, we we went to Burger King. Me, Investigation Co., my brother and Jason went to Burger King and bought it and we played Sneak King for a whole night, dude. That game was amazing. So additional fun fact, Sneak King, which is basically like an overglorified demo disc, uh-huh. is still more valuable than like half the games in that console's library. In on the Xbox 360, you mean really? <laughs> there is a lot of games on the 360 that are like worth two dollars. Sneaking still like fifteen, maybe more now. <laughs> That's last I checked. I have it, so there you go. Perfect. Oh my God, Cone still has that, all three being, as well. That being said, I do I do feel that the Xbox 360 is probably also in that top three. Well, Xbox 360 is definitely one of the best consoles, especially for fighting games as well, so, you know... Yeah, but also, like, Armored Core 4 Answer can carry a console for me. Holy shit, that game is sick. Yeah, Uh, God, I I mean... I played so much on that console. Xbox 360 was a shockingly good console, which is why it's so depressing that everything from the Xbox 360 just was just... I mean, like... The Xbox One, the Xbox Series S and X. Like, I'm not trying to start a console war conversation here, but just... I will. I feel like objectively... The fucking sucks. Yeah, I just feel like objectively speaking, the Xbox One and the X, Even Phil Spencer just admitted that the Xbox Series S and X were kind of failures, right? Okay, so here's the thing, is that, like, they released the Xbox Classic, which had some good ideas, but was a little short-sighted. All right, cool. And then, you know, the PS2 just dominated that, that generation. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So Microsoft was like, hey, how about we fix our shit? And in the meantime, Sony's like, let's sit on our laurels. Yeah. So we got the Xbox 360 and the PS3, where in a lot of objective ways, the 360 was better. The PS3 only appealed to the people who needed it for blank reason, fundamentally. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the Blu-ray player Metal or Metal Gear. Gear. Yeah. <laughs> And then Xbox is like, hey, we did really good. Let's sit on our fucking laurels. Yeah. And Sony's like, hey, we should fix our shit. Yeah. And then they just stayed there because Xbox has been blowing it ever since. Yeah. And the PS4 and PS5 are both really good. I mean... PS5 is like, still really early in its lifespan, so I'm still waiting for it to have more games, but... It's still good. Dude, I still got so mad because, like, some of my video game fan friends, I was, like, yelling at them because they had seemed to have forgotten that during that Xbox 360 PlayStation 3 generation, how bad Sony came out of E3 that year, and everybody was mad 
why are you forcing Blu-ray on us? It's just like Betamax and all this stuff again. And, you know, the giant enemy crab, you know, the, the hit its weak point things, you know, and all the memes that came out. Like, PlayStation 3 was dude, memed dude, we on. we expect people to pick up a second job to afford our console. Right! <laughs> right! <laughs> exactly, dude. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, both both consoles right now don't have games. Yeah, uh-huh. like if if you if you're playing an Xbox right now, you're playing games that were out before for like several years. The PS5 yeah. lacks games, but when it has them, their their runs great. But <laughs> I have I, I have no reason to own a PS5 yet. The PS4 is still phenomenal overall. Yeah, the PS5 right now, the thing I play the most on it is Netflix. <laughs> Disney the Plus. X- <laughs> okay, so the Xbox One, when it launched, having that HDMI in port that added like half a fucking minute of lag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that was their excuse to not have any backwards compatibility as they have an HDMI input. <laughs> oh, I'm not man. even like, without exaggeration, it added like 0. 0.2 seconds of, of lag. Like, not even a joke. It was unplayable. Yeah, I mean, ugh, Jesus. I, Xbox messed up with the X-Bone. And you know what? I mean, honestly, like, I feel like a lot of it comes down to them also calling it the Xbox One. I think that was a huge mistake. I mean, they haven't fixed that mistake either because Series S, Series X. Do you think Grandma's going to remember which one to pronounce? Yeah, and, and the, but the thing like, is, they were trying I, to I turn it. I bought an Xbox One on launch so I could play Killer Instinct. About six months later, I sold that piece of shit. <laughs> I still have mine only because it is my rock band machine. That's the only reason well, also, why I still like, have it. Isn't, it. isn't it also one of your streaming devices? Well, I, I used to use it for streaming all my media, except for the fact that now I use the PS5 for that, except for the Criterion channel. PlayStation 5 does not have the Criterion channel on it uh, as an app. But the Xbox does. So when I watched all those recent Michelle Yeoh movies that were on the Criterion channel, I had to turn on my X-Bone again. So. Congratulations, Microsoft. You gave, gave James a reason to turn it on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the naming is atrocious, but they're trying to name the consoles like phones is what they were trying to do. I think, you know, like it's just the series, whatever. It's just you call the thing the yeah, Xbox. Well, now but, they, now know, they look like fucking Teslas. So. Yeah, exactly. It's just a terrible, terrible, and that's actually what Model S. I mean, that's why like everybody when Mortal Kombat announced itself, everyone's like, "Do you not remember the Xbox?" Like, calling yourself Mortal Kombat One is kind of a mistake, you know. <laughs> I mean, the problem is that everyone and their grandma's doing it. Even Sam Show did it, and I still don't think that was a good call. Yeah, well, they at least they didn't call themselves Samurai Showdown One. They just yeah. call themselves Samurai Showdown, but still. Yeah, which is why everyone refers to it as Sam Show like 2018 or whatever yeah. bloody year, mm-hmm. because we can't be fucked to deal with that crap. Yeah, yeah. But I, I still, I still just cannot really get behind that choice, except that they literally stated this is going to be a new beginning for a lot of people and the first beginning for a lot of people. So we might as well just give it kind of a reboot. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, but. There are seven games before this, so... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the I new... I played most of them. 
to be fair, the, the, the new Nintendo 3DS was just an upgrade of the 3DS, right? It was just an upgrade of it. It didn't have a whole new set of cartridges and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and honestly, that rolls off the tongue better than 3DS XL 2B, yeah. you know, whatever the fuck. The Wii U was definitely a mistake. Because people didn't know what it was. They thought it was an add-on. Was it a new console? Okay, hey, in all whatever. fairness, Nintendo doesn't know what it is either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that, console, that console is like very much in the way of the Virtual Boy, where they had to kick that fucking thing out the door because they didn't have anything else, and it served as simply a shitty prototype for the Switch. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all that thing is is a prototype for the Switch. To know what works and what doesn't, what they have to get rid of, what they have to keep. See, if, if Square stops using numbers in the Final Fantasy series, that would be such a mistake. They're already at 16 at this point. There's just no reason to stop at this point, I feel like. Okay, let's be honest, though. We already had enough trouble when they made 10-2. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm not uh, even a shit on that Going 10-2 and then having 11 and 12. Mm, a little weird. <laughs> weird. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, but... Uh, Wait, man. Where, where is that information coming from? Which X3? one? What's X3? Like, are we... There's no way we're actually getting Final Fantasy 10 3 There's no fucking way. It's 10-2 was already two games that got scrapped and smushed together. By the way, if you didn't know that, fun fact. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah, Final uh, Fantasy X sequels were supposed to be two games. It was supposed to be a Yuna side and a Riku side. Oh. And they both got scrapped and smushed together into what we got. Interesting. Okay. So in a recent interview with Famitsu, a Japanese gaming magazine translated by the folks at RPG site, Nomura confirmed the existence of X3's story, saying, if we are to make X3, we somehow have a synopsis written by Final Fantasy X writer Kazushihe Nojima. And he added that it's sleeping right now, but the plot itself does exist. There you go. Okay, so we're never getting it. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. Tennis <laughs> uh, is your favorite Final like- Fantasy? 10 by far. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I fucking love 10. And 10 2 is fine. It has its shortcomings, but it has its good points. I I, I, I can forgive it for a lot of things. Um, someone someone figured out how to actually 100% it in one run, right? Because for a long time, it was like you could only 99% it in one uh, run. So if I recall directly, that's with an asterisk. Okay. Uh, because only certain events actually count towards percentage. Mm-hmm. So you can technically get like 100% game completion without doing 100% of the game kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I think there is a way to 100% compl- 100% in game completion uh, in one right. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. they did figure okay. that out. Hey, uh, look, but it took look, a while. look, Spine, you're talking to a Final Fantasy VIII fan over here, and I know I'm gonna make Olaf mad about that. So I am definitely a Final Fantasy VIII stan. So. <laughs> But it is not one of the games that I will defend to my grave because I get why a lot of people hate it. It's just that that game came at the right time to me and spoke to me in the right way. So I I would genuinely probably fucking love Final Fantasy VIII if they were if they did two things to it. Get rid of took draw? away <laughs> took away the fucking game and just made it a movie, and then 
split up the two plots into two different movies or three so that you have like I want to watch a Laguna movie and stop breaking the fucking game up every time I get invested. <laughs> and then give Squall his movie and stop breaking it up every time I give a shit. And then you get the ending as a third movie. All right, cool. But, but take the, away the, the fucking the game. Point, I hate that fucking game. The two whole point is to have Squall and Laguna together. You can't separate them. That ruins the whole story. Anyways, okay. We're gonna <laughs> it, it's, it's every single time I was playing that game, I got like really into Laguna's plot. I was like, all right, cool. Now what's going to happen? Oh, and then it switches back over to Squall's side. By the time I get invested in Squall, they switch me back to Laguna. So I right. didn't give a shit about either of them because I couldn't be with them long enough to care. Yeah. And like no. that, that, <laughs> that stilted pacing really hurts. Yeah. I would rather I would rather watch like both of them as two different movies simultaneously until they converge where the plot actually matters. Right. <laughs> I mean, for me. You sit there and play Eyes on Me, and I will fucking start bawling like a child. Because that song's fucking amazing. And again, <laughs> the, the biggest problem with Final Fantasy VIII is the game. Yeah, it's no, it's true. Movie. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. It's a great story, great characters. But I fucking violently hate the game. And if I'm playing an RPG and I'm going out of my way to say I hate the game, you've done something wrong. <laughs> because, I mean, I'm just going to speak for a lot of fucking people on the planet. RPGs are not inherently fun. Right, yeah, like, yeah. They RPGs click some fucking menus. That's not inherently fun. And if I'm going out of my way to say you did it bad, oof, <laughs> gotta hate that fucking game. <laughs> the story, characters, and soundtrack are great. It's like I said, I can't, I can't, can't say that I played the fuck out of that game, dude, so much that I almost I, found I everything on my it. own. Like, I, I literally quit my playthrough of the game when I got to my favorite character's hometown. I couldn't be bothered to finish that. <laughs> Which, Laguna is your favorite character, or? It was Zell. It was Zell. Oh, Zell. Okay, okay. Now I'm not invested in any of those fuckers enough to care. But I really <laughs> hey, like Zell. My waifu is still in the game, so, you know, my yeah, true no, waifu. Yeah, no, this is fucking rad. Uh, basically, everyone but Selfie is cool. Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. And again, I just don't like that archetype. I know it's blasphemous to a lot of people, but I fucking hated Yuffie in Final Fantasy VII, dude. Like, I. And the thing is, is that I, I find that reasonable. I have learned to like Yuffie over the years, and I haven't even played uh, FF7 Remake's DLC. Okay, I've learned okay. to like Yuffie over the years, uh, but it took a while. Uh, but the thing is, though, within that archetype, Riku is better than all of them, and will always be. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. She was the least irritating of that archetype, yeah. for sure. One of these days I'd like to sit on YouTube and finish Final Fantasy Thirteen because I want to see where Vanille goes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Vanille's an interesting one. She's an interesting one, because... Yeah, because she's, she's very cognizant of what's going on, and she's basically covering up her own misery by trying to be the cheery idiot. Yeah, That's how she yeah. comes off. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm fascinated where that goes. So you actually don't know how the game ends or anything mm-hmm. like that, right? Okay, okay. No, because because if I fucking had to go like 10 plus hours to escape tutorials before I finally <laughs> recruited the last character, and I had to wait like five hours to learn how to level up in a Final Fantasy, like, yeah. boy. Yeah. <coughs> they, they invested too heavily into the story over the game. Yeah, 13 had 
a couple of really bad mistakes that they fixed in 13.2, but it's just by the time I got to 13.2, I just couldn't keep myself playing anymore. I mean, is, is Hope dead? Because that's a start. No, you know, I mean, everybody hated Hope, but to 13.2's credit, he was older and he, they actually, like, you could kind of tell they knew he was annoying because the older character almost kind of acted like, yeah, I knew I was annoying. You know, he's, like, actually kind of cool now, so. <laughs> so, 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 like, Leon in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I, I couldn't tell you there, so. I, so I don't like Squall, like, on a person-to-person basis. Uh-huh. But Leon is one of my favorite characters in Square. And that's basically alternate universe Squall in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, he's fucking okay, awesome. okay. Is he the main character? No, no, that's no, uh, Sora, right? That's Sora, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he okay. just has like kind of a bit part in one and two. No, see, he's Rock, I, I actually did like thirteen. See, that's the exactly. thing. Exactly, David Boreanaz Squall. Exactly. <laughs> I actually did enjoy thirteen. I, I liked thirteen. The biggest problem with it was for me is that they didn't have the ability to save configurations of all the goofy things that you had to do with the magic and the physical attack and all that I, stuff. You know, I didn't like having to wait fifteen hours to change my party. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely I, a lot I, of... I really got sick of being shoehorned into a party and walking down a hallway. Like, <laughs> let's make it a fucking visual novel at that point. Right, right. I mean, the funniest yeah, thing so... about it is 13, at one point, hits this point where it opens up and then becomes that exploration area. And when it got there, I was like, I don't want to explore. <laughs> The thing is, it's it's one of those, like, I don't care how good a fucking season of television is. If I'm still bored out of my fucking mind by episode four, I'm not going to finish it. Right. My that's, problem... that's Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah, like, like I, 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 feel, I feel like I would probably like it by the end of it, but I can't be bothered to get to the good part of the game. It's weird to me because, like... I'm that guy that when I play in the dungeon, like, when I have to take a choice between going left or right, like, it is decision paralysis, and I hate going the wrong way. What's that? Lord of Spine has it right there. Yeah, give it 20 hours, and it gets great. Pass. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. I mean, again, 13 is not a game that I'll defend either. Like, I will defend 6 and 4 to the the ends of the earth, you know what I mean? Uh, and but, I mean, I'm not, and I'll attack Final Fantasy VIII, but like, I'm attacking the first few hours of thirteen because I don't have an opinion on the rest of it. <laughs> oh, man. Also, for the record, complaining about thirteen being linear is not fair because those same people defend Final Fantasy VII most of the time, and Final Fantasy VII's fucking linear too. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> and I, I love Final Fantasy VII. I do. That game is linear as shit. Yeah. But uh, again, for for 13's point, it's that it, t- it does all that shit, and I don't even get to pick who I'm playing as or who I care about. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, when you actually look at most Final Fantasy games, they're actually mostly just linear. They're yeah, they're just especially starting from what like four or five. Dude, all the, of them. The first, I mean, the, even the first well, the first few, there's not enough direction to call them linear. Like, right. yeah, there's a place you're supposed to go, but you don't know that. Right, but I mean, the thing about the original games is they're like Metroidvanias, but instead of power-ups, it's your vehicle, 
right? It's always, you know, I can't get here until I get the canoe. Now I can't get here until I get the boat. Now I can't get here until I get the this, you know, and then the airship. The airship is always the opening, right? So, you know, so that's just like Final Fantasy games have always been kind of linear, which is the weird part to people. And then <laughs> we were talking about this because you retweeted the instruction booklet thing and then I retweeted it and commented it on it and stuff like that. But Final Fantasy 1, they came with maps, right? Like, so it didn't feel like it was cheating, but you kind of knew where to go in all those dungeons immediately because of the maps, right? So... Well, I hate to tell you this, James, but I grew up as a poor white kid in the Antelope Valley. I have never seen Final Fantasy One's instruction manual. <laughs> never once. And I knew like five people who owned the game. I have never seen the manual. I, dude, Because okay. all of my friends were fucking idiots who would throw shit away. I guess like, I'm going oh, paper to... paper box? I don't need this. I guess I'm going to, next time I go home to my <laughs> parents' house, I will bring it back with me. You know what was the crazy thing? Just is let me we check were, that box. We stored all of our NES instruction booklets in a shoebox, right? And and the, thing, the funny thing is that the Final Fantasy one, however, was a tall one, so it didn't fit mm -hmm. in the shoebox. I actually took one of those plastic Nintendo sleeves and double-sided taped it and stuck it to the side of my toy box and dumped that and the Dragon Warrior and the map and, like, all the big stuff over there just to have them easy, accessible, you know, yeah, when you... So, I mean, that's the one thing... That's the one thing my mom, like, gave me in a positive light is that my mom's a pack rat, and so she convinced me to save all the boxes and all the manuals for all my mm. games. So anything I have from, like, my youth that I still have is complete in box. Right, But yeah. over the decades, I've lost a lot of it. But, like, I went, my, went to my mom's house and, like, cleaned out a few things. And randomly, here's the original box from Pokemon Ruby in great <laughs> condition. I'm like, sweet, I don't even have this game anymore. Yeah, no, dude, no, Zilcho, like, you don't even understand. I have so many pristine condition NES manuals because also when my parents rented games at the video store, we would just take the instruction booklets and what we actually did was we would carefully remove the staple out of them and then we would copy machine them and then we would double side copy them, cut them in half and then put them back together and we would rent out copied instruction booklets for, from everybody until we found out that was actually illegal. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're not allowed to copy. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Necromancy Black said that's illegal. Yeah, it w we didn't know it was illegal at the I mean, time. Dude, okay, Blockbuster was doing it for a while. I think Blockbuster had official ones that they had to buy from Nintendo, I think is what it was. So I definitely I definitely have rented a game from Blockbuster when I was a kid that had a photocopying instruction. Oh, okay, manual. okay. <laughs> now, whether that was Blockbuster who did it or if it was like someone who rented the game stole the manual and then replaced it with a copy to alleviate their guilt, I'll never know. Right. <laughs> but the amount of people also who would either steal or throw away the manual of a game they rented and then just return it was yeah. garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolute garbage. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I still, I mean, even in my home right now, in one of the boxes in one of my closets, I have all my old SNES and NES boxes. Like, I still have them. And some of them will still have the original shrink wrap on them because I would just cut the top mm -hmm. and then just open up the flap. So a lot of them even still have the original shrink wrap on them. So, 
You dude, I mean Denzel, that's what my brother did. That's what got me back into the piano is that my brother would go to the library at UCLA and photocopy a bunch of sheet music and then just bring it home and like we would learn to play a bunch of classical songs and Beatles songs and stuff like that. So I mean, I, I also would, you know, go to my local grocery store, sit down, open up, you know, my local tips and tricks or, you know, Mortal Kombat strategy guide and then just copy down all the moves because God help you if you don't know all the moves at Mortal Kombat. Right. Like UMK3, yeah, go ahead, figure out a brutality, have fun. Yeah. Or uh-huh. I can go to fucking Ralph's and write that shit down. Yep, yeah. wonder which one I'm going to do. Answer is both, actually. I definitely did both. I, there was I definitely actually, people that would also print them out and sell them at arcades and stuff like that. So True, but no, my <laughs> dumbass... This actually might be the earliest instance of me labbing. I actually did manually break down how to do a brutality for rain before I ever got the move list. Day. I mean, that was me and Jason when we played Shaolin Monks. We literally tried to find every fatality. Remember how you, you beat up on someone and you could fatality anybody and it was always four directions and then a button? No. Oh, okay. I never played Shaolin. Oh, Shaolin Monks is a great game, by the way. I hear. I hear that. So you know, you know why, right? It's made by the guys who made God of War. Like, it's literally the same crew of people who eventually went on to make God of War. But, uh, yeah, like, the, the every everybody you beat up, you could fatality them. And so we just permutated through every combination of the directions until we found them all. <laughs> Speaking of games that are made by companies out of nowhere, uh, so I was hanging out with Corey, and he showed me this GBA Dragon Ball game original Dragon Ball like you play as little kid Goku and everything and he's like this game's fucking amazing and I need you to play it and it was developed by Dimps oh dang okay okay oh okay nice nice oh that's funny Legacy of Goku is that what it's called (laughs) Uh, man God, these old video games. Yeah, we're definitely just doing nostalgia. This is this is more of the uh, video game podcast that we've always threatened to make a long time ago than anything at this point in time. So I mean, we don't we don't have much of the way a topic. Actually, it's not even a full RPG. It's got a lot of like like side scrolling and adventure as well. It's not okay. just like pure RPG. The game's fucking rad. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, this is fine. Just fucking gush about being old yeah yeah. (laughs) being old in video games and stuff so oh if you want to backtrack we'll talk about those fucking disney licensed games (laughs) i've said it many times one of my favorite nes games is the little mermaid really okay i never played that one on the nes is way better than it has any right to be Oh my god! And that game, that game's kind of evil, but like in like reasonable ways most of the time. Interesting. Okay. okay. Um, and then I definitely grew up on Lion King and Aladdin. And um, yeah. Well, I mean, did you play the play the SNES or the Genesis version? Because the Genesis, Genesis version, one. yeah, those are supposed to be the good ones, right? So yeah. uh, Genesis Aladdin is fucking amazing. Genesis Lion King is a vile bastard unless you know it inside out and ass backwards. <laughs> Toy Story. Toy Story is pure evil. That game is fucking evil. 
That was the one that had that was featured in that video that you were showing me. That how they did all of how the they crazy had a fucking doom sequence for no reason. Yeah, yeah, and how they actually got the buildings to scroll and everything, like the the background yeah. to parallax scroll, even though they didn't have Mode Seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, and all that wild shit. Uh, yeah, no, Toy Story is a vile fucking game. Yeah. So uh, if you ever get a chance, there's a channel called Coding Secrets. And uh, it's a guy who worked on the Genesis and the Saturn developing a lot of these games. Like, he worked for Traveler's Tales for years. And he basically has this whole point in his uh, in his channel, there you go, um, where he basically is like, impossible ports or impossible things that shouldn't have been possible on the console, and we made it work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the 3D uh, Sonic Blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the 3D Blast videos, how he made that cutscene exist. Like, <laughs> I love that shit. So if you ever get a chance, go check him out. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Everybody knows about this thing, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Traveler's Tales did some wild shit. Yeah, and, you yeah, showed me that one like video that where they did the... fucking wizard. Yeah, you were showing me the video where they made that helicopter game where they actually just had the whole map rotate, even, though they, even though they didn't have Mode 7 on their yeah. on their consoles, so... Um, I'm always also just, like, a big fan of just, like, those conversations about the impossible ports, like Alpha 2 on the SNES and Alpha 3 on GBA. Like games that shouldn't fucking work. <laughs> and they just made it work. Right. Whatever. They just figured it out. They just, you know, they yeah. were like, Resident Evil it. 2 on the 64. <laughs> shouldn't oh, fucking exist. yeah. Because that was cartridge, not CD based, right? So every all the graphics were, they were like, I don't even remember how it looked at this point in time. So gameplay was actually pretty fine. The cutscenes suffered pretty bad, though. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Like they you were, do. They were like smaller on the screen and stuff like that, right? More compressed. I think I still have a copy of N sixty four RE two as it is too. I mean, I literally only have a sixty four right now just for fucking mischief makers and for F zero X. I mean, N sixty four. I mean, honestly, original Also, Smash because I Brothers, don't own a copy of Blast Core, and I should fix that. And the original uh, Mario Kart on... Mario Kart 64 is still... I, I know we've had this conversation on this on this show before, but Mario Kart 64 Battle Mode is by far the best battle mode in all of Mario Kart history because it was actually super skill-based. Like, the matches that me, Jason, Cone... And my brother would play would last forever yeah. because it no, was no, actually the stages, the stages were perfect. They yeah. were actually perfect. And and like I said, it was really strategic because a lot of the new Mario cards is like here's crazy unstoppable chain chop, you know. And it was just like, but like the Mario Kart sixty four, there was strategy and like tactics. I mean, and, I mean, the thing is, I really want uh, the newer Mario Karts to lean heavier into the defensive items. Yes. Uh-huh. I like, mean, I too. love the, the the Sonic megaphone thing that just blasts all tools around you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's fantastic. You know what it's not good for? Everything. <laughs> Dude, it, it it needs a little help or needs to come up more frequently. And yeah, it's it's a great idea. Yeah. There's just no defensive tools in that game. Like, even fucking SNES had defensive options. Yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, exactly. then they realized that it was actually kind of overpowered, but whatever. I mean, to be fair, I mean, Mario Kart 8 right now has kind of become what I keep saying I want KOF 15 to be. 
it's just kind of becoming the the ever existing the, the ten year game. Yeah, the ever existing yeah. Mario Kart. It's like their League of Legends now, right? It's just like why make a new one when we could just keep adding the old tracks yeah. and new tracks back to this one because the game is pretty good. So you but know, I mean, uh, by that same token, every year that goes by is just another reminder. I'm never getting F Zero ever again. So hey, uh, man, yeah. Because they put F-Zero in the Mario Kart, right? So, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, again, like, as an American, we never even got the last F-Zero. That was the, uh... No, the wait, last we... GBA one. Oh, the was third, there one the on the GBA, GBA one. after the GameCube? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there's a GP Legend, there's, um... The one other one I can't remember the name of, and then it's the final one was F-Zero Climax. Mm, and that game's fucking okay. rad. Okay. And yeah, we never got it. Yeah. yeah we only I mean, got GP Legend, I think. It's kind of scary for me because, to be honest with you, like, F0... Ah, maximum G Velocity, that's the other one. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have that one. I have that one, so... Yeah, I have so Maximum one, Velocity, so. then GP Legend, and then Climax. Yeah, I have, never the, got I have the two. I have the two. So, yeah, we, but, but we never get Climax, and that motherfucker's still, like, 80 bucks. Yeah, the hardest thing about F0 for me is that I, I kind of have that Darkstalkers problem with it, which I just think GX was so good. Like, can you so, make it better? <laughs> so so here's the thing, though, is at least, like, the ones on the GBA, they're more like, what if the Super Nintendo ones were good? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's, like, it's a little more apples and oranges. Um, and so, the, but they even include, eventually, a fucking track creator. Yeah, that was on the 64 uh, disc 64 drive. 64 DD, yeah. Yeah, disc drive, yeah. Uh -huh. Which is which is one of my holy grails of, like, console collecting. Yeah. And it just keeps getting more I and mean, more Yeah, expensive. one of the reasons why F-Zero GX and AX were so good is because it was a Bandai Namco Nintendo Sega collaboration, dude. Like The Triforce have, collab that yeah, only has, have, what, three games? Was it even that many? I thought there was only, like, because one. Because Mario Kart is on the Triforce system as well. Right, yeah. Oh, Mario Kart is? Mario Kart's on Triforce. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, GX is... Oh, God, that game was so fun. It's like I said, I have very few games that I've been able to play. Like I said, I would just go into the training and I Actually, would Actually, just... side, side note, real quick, fun fact. Do you know what engine F-Zero was built on? No. Monkey Ball. Oh, <laughs> Really? <laughs> That actually makes sense in some weird way. Yeah, that actually yep, makes F -Zero, F -Zero sense. F0GX is built on Monkey Ball's engine. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, F0GX is one of the only race like racing game I would just go into training mode with no opposing cars, pick one of the hardest tracks, and just run laps. And I would just sit there and run laps for hours because it was so fun to race. It was so fun to race, you know. I didn't even need to give myself a goal. I wasn't even trying to beat any score. It was just so, like, I'm going to say Zen, which is, you know, a kind of a inside joke because my favorite song from that game is Zen. Uh, but, like, I would just sit there. Is that actually like, your favorite favorite? Yeah, that's my favorite song from F-Zero GX. Yeah, the Aeropolis music. Uh, I think so. I, I don't remember, yeah. but the one... The one that I use, yeah, the one that I used for the Evo trailer one year, so <laughs> that I actually at the end put that Evo song 
uh, Ayumi Hamasaki's uh, Evo song. Yeah. I played my own version of it on top of the Zen song because it actually fit. <laughs> oh, man. I actually found the jewel case to one of my old Ayumi CDs recently. I was like, <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Uh, but yeah, F Zero. Oh gosh, I just it's like I said the 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 again that heart player part of me when I played uh, F Zero GX, I would just sit there and race, and it just the speed, the the graphics, the music, just like you could almost feel the wind when you were playing mm-hmm. that game, and it was just it was so tranquil. I'm also going to point out that game, that is one of the only games I think does get, like, it, the game's already magnificent, of course, but I will say that uh, if you are intoxicated on something, it changes <laughs> everything, and it's kind of amazing, oh, and that's man. all I'm going to say about that. Okay, okay, I have definitely never experienced that, but yeah. Oh, man. That's a good time. But yeah, like, I think that is, like, the ultimate let you time travel back to being a little kid kind of game. Yeah. Like, like you know, like, I'm not much of the one of those, like, ah, 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 but you put the fucking game control and let me play some F-Zero, I turn into a five-year-old and I'm like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, and the other thing, too, is that's also one of the games that I've been most proud of because I actually ended up beating story mode on hard, and if you remember, that shit was fucking ridiculous, dude. It was so hard to beat that dude i on my on my original save file i did it all but two of them i think on very hard okay okay yeah i beat the whole thing on the hardest difficulty i i never i never was able to do one or two of them on very hard and then so i lost all my save data and so when i played gx again a couple of years ago i could barely get through normal i was like oh god (laughs) And this is yeah. after learning all the new tech that's been discovered about the game since. Yeah, and you know what the craziest thing is, though? I, You know, every character had their own ending if you could beat the hardest race. I never did it. I could only beat it with one of the custom cars. Like, I could never beat the game without a custom car, dude. It was ridiculous. Oh, oh yeah. No, I definitely collected most of the endings. Yeah, see, that I did not do. I never did that, so. Yeah. Because uh, there were there were a couple of characters I really wanted to see their endings, and then like some of my buddies had some of the other endings, and I thought they were so fucking funny that I went and got them myself. On <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, um, some of the endings are kind of terrible, but some of the endings are amazing. Yeah, I think I've the watched them. Is, oh, one of the one of my favorites is one of them is just a parody of another character's ending, and I just <laughs> was just laughing the whole time. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I think I watched them all on YouTube because I couldn't I couldn't do it. And I was just I, like, I'm, I'm going to say, like, Nintendo in that era was a little spicy, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, what's going on, everybody who's just kind of jumping in here? We're just talk. We're just waxing nostalgic about old Super Nintendo games at this point. I mean, really, just all generations of gaming one through five at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, GameCube Nintendo, GameCube era Nintendo was fucking spicy. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I thought it was, I legit think it was the best console from that era. Like, I really liked the GameCube, and it was graphic. So I, I'm, going to, I'm going to, like, preface it. If you take fighting games out of the mix, free. Oh, free. yeah, 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 okay. Yes, absolutely fair, absolutely fair. Free. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, um, the the only thing is you lose like two RPGs. And I'm, I, you know what I'm and, gonna say? And, and Shadow of the Colossus, technically. Yeah, and you know what else I'm gonna say? I know you've heard me say this, but fucking Pac-Man versus, dude. <laughs> that, that can't be right. No, that can't be right. Fifteen years since the last Metal Slug. I thought it was like closer to ten. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Was that really when like Double X and whatever Seven came out? Damn, Damn. two thousand nine. Time just goes, dude. What is time at this point? Damn. You know. But yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, we're still waiting on tactics, and we okay. Also, in all fairness, that means a mainline Metal Slug because we've had a bunch of side shit. Okay. Okay. Because uh, we had the mobile games, which are really nice, but they're not mainline Metal Slugs. I forgot, you, you've you never actually played Pac-Man Versus, right, Mike? I have. You have? Oh, have. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, uh, Metal Slug Tactics, uh, I'm, we never had a real release date, but we could just assume it's been delayed at this point, because we haven't heard anything. It's like disappeared, dude. What? Like, we haven't heard anything about that game recently, so... All I know is that it still does exist. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's not <sighs> dead. It's just we're gonna have to wait a little while. <gasps> Fuck, that reminds me. I think it's today, tomorrow. The System Shock remake comes out. Whoa, okay. That is not a sh- that's not a franchise that I'm familiar with. So, well, I mean, it's a horror FPS. Why the fuck would you? Oh, okay, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> FP, you just said you could have just said FPS, and that's the only FPS franchise I've ever played. Okay, so it's about a week off then. All right, cool. Actually, okay. no, I'm sorry. I've played two FPS uh, franchises now that I think about it. So, uh, which was the Metroid Prime series, of course, and then I, I mean, played. I hesitate to call it an FPS, but yeah, yeah. right, exactly. It's it's uh, first person Ocarina of Time. Yeah, uh huh. But then the other. Anyone, like, Seriously, anyone think about it. Metroid Prime is just Ocarina of Time and first-person controls. <laughs> Tell me that's not just Z-targeting. I mean, but at least you do have a jump button. <laughs> I mean, it, like, how often has Link ever had a jump button? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, well, that's the, Miyamoto did that on purpose. He did not want to turn Zelda into a platformer, so he didn't want to give Link a jump button, so... Which means that which means Bionic Commando is still better than Link. <laughs> Bionic Commando is still the best. But can you guess what the second FPS franchise I've actually played is? It's not going to be that far off if you think about it. So, uh... I mean, there are still like five different things I could like totally logically guess. Like you right. probably got dragged into Goldeneye at some point. Actually, never played Goldeneye. You never got dragged into Goldeneye. Never got dragged into Goldeneye. Um, I was also thinking maybe you got dragged into Halo for a little while. No, no Halo either. So, I, I'll just tell you, it, Portal 1 and 2. Which, again, aren't really FPS. a first-person puzzle game. Yes. Yep. <laughs> which did get me sick. Because <laughs> Portal will do like, that I'm to like, you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, I mean, again, like, I love Mirror's Edge, and part of me still hesitates to call that an FPS, and it's clearly an FPS. Right, And it's yeah. also clearly a game that you can't play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mirror's Edge was the game that I saw. I was like, I want to play this, but I know I will never be able to play this game, unfortunately. And, in fact, they made a Mirror's Edge on the um, 
on the on the phone, and it was actually yeah, the, really the, the, good. The, yeah, the the like cannibal style game. Yeah, where yeah. Where you're yeah. always running right. Yeah. Yeah, you just run and you swipe to do the jumps and the mm-hmm. stuff like that. They actually did a pretty decent job with that. So. Oh yeah, when when I finally get to the Tears of the Kingdom streams. Oh, what's up, Silent Scope? What's going on? What's going on? I'm. I. You have no idea how depressed I am that I have not started playing Tears of the Kingdom yet. Yeah, I haven't played it either. But I I got I, destroyed by the Street Fighter beta. And I still can't play because I still got, God, I've got so much fucking editing to do. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, right now, it's just one of those, like, I can't really afford to buy two or three games. And it's like, let's be honest, I'm not going to not buy Street Fighter Six. <laughs> I mean, I actually think you're going to enjoy the game. But, I mean, that's the thing is you don't. Oh, no, just I'm gen- convinced I'm going to have a blast with it. But it's just like. It's gonna hurt not buying Tears of the Kingdom. Oh no no! I just I was about to say like I I, I was saying you might enjoy going online and playing it, but you just don't like playing fighting games online in general, right? I mean, in so. general, no. But I mean, it's not like I'm not gonna give it a fair shake. Right. Yeah. But I'm way more concerned with World Tour mode, and I'm way more concerned with uh, building up bullshit to run a tournament in like September, probably. Oh, the Battle Hub tournament. tournament! Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Custom Robokai <laughs> homage tournament. Oh man, what's up, which, David? Which, what's going on? Really, really, I would love to sit down with you and actually build up that, like, do an actual stream or YouTube video or whatever, talking about the custom Robokai and that whole thing we discussed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We need to I do really that. want to do that. It's like I said, all we have to do is find a save file that I can load into my Steam. I mean, I linked it. it to you. I linked so. it to you. Oh, where did you link it to me? I'll have to go find that. I'll have to go find uh, that again, I'll, so. I'll resend it. I think I kept the tab open. Okay. But yeah. Like I said. Uh, so just, just, for, just for everyone's uh, thing here. Um, so the create a character bullshit is reminiscent of, you know, custom RoboKai. So I actually, in like September, sometime after Evo, when everyone's calmed down on their competitive spirit from Evo, I want to actually do a tournament of character custom character bullshit. <laughs> I want to let people go nuts and have their fucking Dude, dolphin with Cammy's walk speed shit. I don't even know if you need to wait that long because other people are going to do it too. You know what I mean? So like, if yeah, you want to get in is, on, I, mean, I don't, I don't think so because if you look at the world tour mode, it's going to take people like a week or two just to unlock everything. Right, right, right. But and I mean, like, like wait until September. People who are going to be playing the game and not world tour mode, so right. they can be ready for Evo. Yeah, and that's... and I'm, and fucking CEO for that matter. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, my my hope is that I have enough time to just fucking hang out in World Tour and stream it and just laugh. Yeah. Dude, one I of my one of my that. one of my friends, you know, like it's the same same video game lover, you know, like that. He actually tried the demo and he thought World Tour mode was awful and I was like, "What?" <laughs> It's like, how can you think that this thing is awful? So there's, I mean, there's not enough in that demo to think it's awful. There's right. enough in that demo to to be inspired with hope, maybe. Yeah, but like, and, and to be fair, that Sony showcase actually, I was surprised to see how much it looked like that was going on in that game. You know how they had the cutscene with all the different characters and stuff. Well, like that, I mean, don't so. forget they've already announced that all the the all of this season's DLC will be added to World Tour and get right. their own sections like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm excited which, for that. Which is, of I course, going to inspire further bullshit come, you know, February when everyone then gets Akuma's air fireball on top of everything else. 
I still haven't even played the demo world tour because I just want to save it for when I actually play the 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 actual game. So I just gotta wait. I'm just still sad that I can't make Maki as Maki as I want her to be right now. So I might just have to go and create something else instead. And not sure what. The closing get the quizzes. What's that? Yeah, closing get the quizzes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, to be honest with you, my 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 ghetto jank Lucia is actually growing on me because I've seen her so goddamn much in the betas at this point. So you know, that's the ghetto jank. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh I know the demo is very. I need to short. grab a beverage real quick. Pardon me. Oh, okay. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Yeah, I know that the uh, demo was very very short, but I just I just I I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna save it all for one shot, basically. I just uh, I just really wanted to wait. So and yes, everybody's like, who was that? It's Rudra, the 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 evil punk Dalsim. We've already seen clips of him. Oh, Mr. Zaz. Yeah, Mr. Zaz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I wanted to make Maki, but the hair shape options are not enough, and they just don't have the cool. Soul Caliber random items you can put on people enough, you know, because when I made Maki and Soul Caliber, I was actually able to use like bird feathers for her hair and do all this other stuff to make it work. But uh, no, but I'm, I'm happy with the trade off that we actually have the really cool hair color options. The color so I don't have options to build highlights myself. Yeah, the color options amazing. But yeah. Because uh, the hardest thing, honestly, about the the, the 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 world tour mode is that, especially when you're trying to recreate a female character, and you know, uh, me and Mike will talk about this all day, is that they're all the same goddamn human being. The clothes are what make most of the women in video games, right? So, like, and anime. What's that? And anime. Yeah, and, and anime. Yeah. So because they always have to start with the default outfit. You really can't do anything to make them look unique, so. Oh, that's true. Mom and Pop Shops, we should, I mean, uh, who would dare go to Mom I mean, and Pop Shops for? I mean, the thing is though, is that like, you know, there are these really cool console pre-order exclusives, like those banners and stickers and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then I also, fuck you guys, I want physical versions of my game. Yes, exactly, exactly. I, I will never, I will still, like, and it's been like 15 years since this practice started, I will never forgive these companies for basically giving you bonuses for not buying physical shit. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because you don't get it. I mean, there is there is the bonuses for buying physical shit, which is the, the statues and all that stuff, right? So... Yeah, but that's also like three fucking times the price tag. Yeah, what is the? But I can't, I can't have like a fucking avatar sticker because I didn't buy it digitally. Fuck you. I'm trying to see like the Street Fighter Six Collector's Edition is two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean it is two Papa Parade statues. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah, see, the reason why I'm tempted is because one of the statues is Kimberly, right? And yeah. Kimberly's rad, so. Uh, and Papa Parade is the best bang for buck statue line right now. Oh really? They really are. Oh, okay, okay. Are yeah, they the ones so, that made that Chun Li that you really like too? Uh, the one that's on Japan. The, the Chun Li and the Cami that I've shown you before. Yeah, yeah. The ones yeah. that are like 
like yay big and the yeah. original retail is like 30 40 bucks oh maybe yeah. i'm not sure okay yeah no no the, the one chun li i really wanted that i showed you is like 300 dollars, oh, and it's, it's okay. completely okay. unrelated Okay, okay. Um, yeah, no, the Papa Parade line is really nice. Uh, the, the original MSRP on them is like 30, 40 bucks. The problem is, is that they get pretty small print runs and they just drop, which means that within a few weeks, they're like 60, 70 bucks by resellers. Right, of course, of course. Okay. Um, uh, I'll have to see if I can hit up Capcom Connections and be like, hey, I'm in the game. Can you send me a copy of the collector's edition, please? <laughs> Because what I would like to do is get a physical copy for the PS5 and then buy it digitally for the PC is what I want to do. That's kind of how I, I want to do it. So Yeah. I mean, that's one thing is it's nice is uh, Kitty has a PS5 that I'm just going to borrow and mm. just run out of that. Okay. Because my PC is not strong enough to run Street Fighter Six at a reasonable pace. God, did I call it Street Fighter Five again? I did, didn't I? I you or probably did. I, th okay. I think you did. I, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I keep calling yeah. everything Street Fighter Five because it's going to take me a long time to get out of that. You habit, got like so. eight years of practice. <laughs> right? Uh... Oh, the, the pop-up parade Chun-Li, she's been out for a while. She's actually like out. She's been out for a while, so you're probably going to have to like fork over 70, 80 bucks for her. I also kind of want the cami in that line, but eh. The and Papa I'll just wait Parade a while, Cammy. then they're going to release three. Oh, by the way, though. The um, Papa Parade Cammy is the one that's kind of like turned looking over and her hair is like in the hook, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and it's like really cute and kind of simplistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. It's actually one of the better Cammy figures that I've seen recently. Again, it's a, Papa Parade is a really good bang for buck line. I, I mean, I'd like to see SNK take advantage of it, too, instead of waiting around nine fucking years for Kotobukiya to decide to release <laughs> the next one. <laughs> For another Which I hundred see, and actually, while we were in Japan, uh, we actually saw the um, the heroines Terry figure. Oh, and, uh, okay. It, it's still not out, by the way, but they had one at a Kodo on display. Oh, okay, okay. It looks really good in person. Okay, okay. Was it a, was I it was a was it male see. Terry or female Terry? Girl Terry, heroines girl, girl Terry. Okay, okay, yeah. Hmm. Um. What do you mean the new sculpt? Is there another Chun Li that I'm not aware of? One from Pop Up Parade. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. No, we didn't go to the one in Akiba. It was in uh, Osaka. Oh. oh, oh, there's another Chun Li not from Pop Up Parade. Uh, do you know what? Oh, by the way, though, so one of the things I wanted to talk about, the fucking, uh, the new Pop Culture Shock line of the Street Fighter banner. Have you seen this fucking thing, James? Say that again? I'm trying to see if I can find the, uh, the Chun-Li sitting on the rock over here, so... Oh, it might be from this set. It's the new... You remember that old... Like, you remember the Street Fighter, like, what, 15th or 20th anniversary arcade stick that came with the giant banner poster of, like, every character? Which, which say that again sorry okay. one more time uh, it was like the 20th anniversary of street fighter i think yes. they released that, that uh pdp arcade stick and it came with this giant poster yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. they're doing a statue of every character in that poster are you serious wait who is doing uh, that 
of their poses in that poster. Who's doing that? And I think I'm pretty sure it's Pop Culture Shock. Dang. Okay, that's impressive. And so, actually. like Ryu, Ryu and Dan just went up for pre-order. Uh-huh. I think they're in sets of two, but they're doing the entire banner. Okay, this Chun Li. I mean, are you guys talking about this one? I see a Street Fighter Five Chun Li that looks like this. It's standing on the ceiling uh, over here, like standing on stuff. It's not oh, sitting on a rock. That, that might be it. I don't know. Uh, Lurker just linked it. Oh, okay, okay. Let's see here. Oh, this one. This uh, well, one. That's right. Well, this is the so one. This is the. That's the prototype one. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one that was advertised at Capcom Cup that me and Ringe kept saying that, you know, if you wanted to give us one, that's what it was. That was the Capcom yeah. Cup one. Yeah, I, okay, I, I mean, okay, I would okay. want that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that one's not even in final approval yet. <laughs> yeah, that's the one at Capcom Cup where we were just like, you know, if you, we're prominent streamers. If you... Yeah. Um, no, I mean, Max Factory will put out the pre-orders for it when it's ready, and it'll yeah. basically become very common knowledge, I'm sure. It's probably just not ready yet. Especially with, uh, so, as a collector, you know, um, dude, manufacturing and shipping is still absolutely fucked since the start of COVID. And oh, other yeah, factors. oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. I mean, case gotcha. in point, I still don't have my um, Storm Collectibles Blue Mary. Oh, you got that. That was supposed, ago, to, huh? it was supposed yeah. to come out in October. It's currently slated for June. Jesus. Okay. Okay. So <sighs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, the Street Fighter. I really hope they let me have more than one create a character. Uh, because yeah. I really, I really, I really want to make a Genitz, and then when Rashid releases, give him all of Rashid's moves. Oh, so he has the power of the wind, yeah. (laughs) That'd be amazing, actually. Oh, man. But actually, you know what? I don't even know if you have to wait till uh, Rashid releases because there was definitely some footage uh, of a world tour. Like, they were just showing a bunch of footage where one of the custom characters looked like he had Rashid's V-Skill role in the kick already. So they might even um, just be so, there. So that's actually the World Tour enemies have a role mechanic if they wanted. It's oh, a lot like, like Ken's okay. old role and stuff okay, like that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Also, Denzel, that fucking sucks. Which one? Oh, His what? Canceled. Oh, no. Yeah. I've, got, I've ordered mine through a Big Bad Toy Store, and I've already talked to them, and they said, like, it should still be coming. It's just delayed as fuck. Sorry, man. Right, right. Like, I literally, like, talked to him over the phone, like, the, the owner of the store. Dang. He's like, okay, yeah. Okay. Because um, they're, like, the only official American distributor for Storm now. Really? That's weird. Okay, Big okay. Bad Toy Store. That's weird. Yeah, because uh, they don't <sighs> even work directly with, like, Bluefin anymore or anything. So it's he. It was delayed and delayed again because the boat was part of a collision in one of the Chinese ports. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do, so, wasn't I mean, that yeah, one there's, boat? There's been, there's been no less than two or three major fiascos with Chinese manufacturing and shipping over the past few years. And wasn't that one boat that got stuck in the canal during the pandemic? Like, did that ruined like a lot of shit, right? Uh, that one screwed up. Uh, I think some of the automotive industry, some uh, collectible stuff, and then a lot of food. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
Um, but yeah, so we've had some of the shipping issues in general. We had another um, fiasco with, I don't remember if it was like paint or manufacturing materials that were not suitable. And so a lot of things had to be canceled and remade. Um, and then with the pandemic itself, it slowed down and increased costs of shipping internationally, plus all the regulations and safeguards having to change. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> no, it's been a, just, a, just a fucking mess. God, it's so crazy how expensive all these dumb statues are. I gotta stop looking at them or I'm just gonna get depressed at Dude, this point. as a collector, like, it's actually been getting pretty painful. Like, there's a, like, I'll see these statues on Twitter, I'm like, God, that's hot. I really want that. How much is it? Oh. Yeah. I just looked at that, that, you know, the Chun-Li standing on the seal, on the roof tile things. I think it was $949, man. God. <laughs> Fuck, dude, dude. I have I have statues in my collection. I am so glad that like I went into a little bit of debt at the time to get them and then just paid it off because they're like five times that now. Yeah. Like, uh, like we're talking like, you know what, 2009, I dropped 100, 150 on a statue. I looked up what it's worth now. It's like minimum 600. <laughs> that's like $150 nice, statue. Nice. Oh. You know, and then like now statues that were 150, 200 then are 400 plus just like as a baseline, like, you know, oh, this cute one six PVC, $400. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> God, no, I, you have no idea. I actually, if I filled up every display case I have and filled my entertainment center, I would still have to keep stuff in storage. I have a lot of figures and statues. Yeah. I, I, Filling oh, a yeah. detolf is not a problem. I actually have to figure out how to rearrange my Mirko shelf on my detolf because I'm going to have more shit of her showing up. And most of it's like keychains and shit. <laughs> I have three figures of her. They don't take up that much space. Whoops. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. I'm still waiting for the other Mary statue I've pre-ordered plus the Yamasaki. But at least I don't, at least I have like eight months to wait for those. So I'll be fine. God, that Yamazaki, that, that super sick Yamazaki, right? Oh yeah. Everybody does that rock Bogart. You either bring an extra suitcase or you just buy one when you're there. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we have done both. Actually this trip, we did both. You brought Actually, an extra one, and then you bought another. <laughs> yeah, our, our travel buddy brought an extra one, and then we still bought another duffel while we were out there. Jesus. Oh, God. We might have actually bought two duffel. No, no, we bought one duffel before we left. We bought one out there. So, I mean, but that costs a lot to ship back home then, huh? Ah, but not if you don't bring two suitcases. Oh right, I see. You, you, get, you yeah, get two yeah, yeah. suitcases. You get two checked, one carry-on, one personal item. Right, if you only right. check one suitcase, you can check two on the way back, no problem. I've never seen this figure before. Where did Which this one? figure come from? This one here, this cami figure. Have you seen this one before? That looks like a resin kit. Oh, is it a resin kit? Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's. that's oh yeah, it is. Production. It is. It's a resin kit. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's an independent okay. production. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I hadn't ever seen that before. I was just like, what the heck? There's a reason. Yeah, it's not official. I did not. Um, I 
I really don't invest that much into Samus stuff, um, especially modern Samus. As cool as the dread suit is, uh, nah, like I I don't like rewarding certain behaviors. <laughs> I, I, I I just to to clarify my stance on the record, I fucking hate zero suit Samus. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's her it's her Instagramification. And yeah, so yeah. Any, anything modern Samus where she's just like, how am I supposed to tell the difference between her and Sarah Bryant? Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck that character. And Nina and, and everybody else in every fucking game ever. Yeah. yeah. It's like back um, to that complaint that I was just having that, you know, you can't make women in, in these custom character creations without the costume, you know, like yeah, literally. Yeah. Samus without her armor used to mean something. Now she's just hot blonde girl with a ponytail. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about her that's unique. And yeah. that's a huge travesty, and I will never forgive them for it. So mm-hmm. anything of modern Samus outside of, like, an amiibo, not buying it. Mm-hmm. But y'all want to make me a fucking one-to-one scale Metroid, I will buy that shit. Like the the Metroid Metroid? <laughs> I love my fang jellies. <laughs> I have, I actually have almost every Metroid item that I've like ever seen, like in terms of like actual figurine of right, a Metroid. Yeah. I have every or almost every one that I've ever seen, which is really just means like three. Yeah, I, it's, it's weird how how poor gaming paraphernalia really is, you know. <laughs> just in terms of like variety and stuff yeah and that's thing yeah i mean at the very least give her her super metroid stuff or you could just bring her back to classic metroid and give her the weird green hair i don't fucking care dude i mean just generic blonde ponytail like 50 percent of instagram i don't fucking care yeah that and the fact that you know in those like those yes i do have the baby metroid amiibo the, the the GBA oh there was a baby Metroid amiibo. <laughs> it was a pre-order uh, or it was a it was a two pack box set for Samus Returns. Right. Which while the game was shite, it came with a Samus in the classic like Game Boy cover pose. Yeah, yeah. And it came yeah, yeah. with the baby Metroid breaking out of the jar. Okay, okay. But yeah, and the, that um, that amiibo two pack is worth more than the game is now. Yeah, but I mean I mean that that. We've talked about this before, but the GBA ending pictures of Samus, you know, where she had a very distinct face, where she had the kind of the the larger nose, you know what I mean? Like the more prominent nose. And Oh, yeah. Like all the GBA art's fantastic. Yeah. Even, even with that being the origin of Zero Suit, like fusion right. with the little like orange, like two piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, like the, the, um, I don't know. So maybe I do, I, I do have the glow-in-the-dark baby Metroid that's this big. That's approximately one-to-one scale. It's actually glow-in-the-dark. It glows under a black light and everything. He's so cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, I know if, you, if it's the one you're thinking of, it's by Jack Specific. Okay. Jack Specific is the name of the company. J A K K S. They do a lot of oh. the current Nintendo licensed goods, and they're okay. actually solid. Okay. They also okay. are the ones that did uh, the like Mega Buster, I think, and the Samus Arm Cannon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They do a lot of Mega Man stuff too, huh? Okay, okay. They do a ton uh, of yeah, wrestling. Their, their Nintendo stuff is good. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I mean, just like I said, those old pictures. And you know what? I mean, I definitely have a thing for more prominent noses, obviously. You could tell that, you know, how much mm -hmm. I loved that the Morrigan from, from the original anime, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, it's, so. it's also because it's like it's a distinctive feature and it's a little more like non-traditional stuff. Mm -hmm, and it's like, it's mm -hmm. not whether you like it or not, it's the fact that it distances you from other fucking characters. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Necropants, you know, jokes in there that blonde girls exist. But yeah, but they don't all have to look exactly the goddamn same, right? So again, if yeah. you took Nina, Sarah, and Zero Suit Samus and literally took their models from their game and swapped their costumes, you would not know the difference. Like literally you have to go out of your way to be like, oh wait, Samus has a mole right here. Yeah, I mean, I, I always said it, like, I said it on one of my own streams, you know, kind of like in the more kind of morbid way, but like literally if you just, I mean, I can say it in the less morbid way, if you took artwork of a bunch of women, dressed them up in normal clothes from video games, and then cropped out their heads, they'd all, you wouldn't be able to tell who they are. Like, you literally just wouldn't be able to tell who they are, right? Like, that's, that's like the worst. Dude, on the other hand, though, like, there are people on Twitter that can draw Blue Mary and Android 18 next to each other in different costumes, and I can actually tell who is who. Fucking kudos to you artists. <laughs> actually being able to make the two of those characters distinct from each other enough that I can tell That's which cool. one's which. Fucking cool. good shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, you take all of the male characters from Street Fighter outside of Ryu and Ken and you crop off their head and you can tell the difference between them just based off of, like, if you took away all tattoos and stuff like that and dressed them in the yeah, same I would clothes. Say, I would say most of them. Like, yeah. Shoto's and Guile are pretty fucking close. Yeah, but Guile, you always know he's going to have the broader shoulders. You know what I mean? Like, you could even that say that. That depends on who the art director is. Yeah, I guess really. that's true, too. I guess it's true. But, like, freaking, like... Half the women, I swear to God, like you cannot tell the difference between them, and it's very, very annoying. Yeah, and so. and again, the thing is, it's really tragic because it's really something that's gotten worse over time. Mm -hmm. Because even in ST, Chun and Cami were pretty distinct from each other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dude, you know what? I mean, I, I'm gonna say this, and I, I can say it because I'm I, I am Asian, but like all freaking Asian women look the same now, dude. I swear to God, when you see like the K-pop, the models, the actresses, and everything like that. I mean, I I made that joke one time that my DMs are flooded by those the Asian spam bots, right? And every one of them, their profile picture, they all look like the same goddamn human being, dude. Well, well I mean, they don't. They they also have the additional problem that there there are so many filter apps that give them like the bigger eyes and the narrower cheeks and yeah. shit like that, which then homogenizes them further. Yeah, and, and they then don't makes even them hard to differentiate from fucking AI art anyway. And they don't even need to have the filters anyway because Asia is like the highest plastic surgery, you know, region yeah. in the world. Yeah, so you've got right this multi-layering of yeah. they're actually trying to be the same person. Yeah, exactly, and it's 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 frustrating. It's upsetting. You lose a lot of the uniqueness, you know, out of out of a lot of it. To be honest with you, so which which again loops us back to one thing that was fun about Japan: walking around Harajuku and seeing all the counterculture. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Being a fucking metalhead, just lock you guys, smile and nod, and walk by. Like yes. <laughs> uh, 
they treated plastic surgery like getting glasses in Korea. Yeah, it's really true. It's really true. It's cheap. It's cheap in Korea too because it's so prominent over there. So, okay. In all fairness, Kim Kyo and Han Fu in a lot of pictures all look like the same person. <laughs> Han Fu usually has a little bit more of a nose, but like, and he has a stockier build. But it's not always conveyed. Yeah, to be fair, to be fair, you know, uh, the more anime you get, the more the males do start to kind of blur together a lot of the time, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's one thing, actually, to Iori's credit, he's always actually been relatively distinct. Yeah. He's got, like, the thin frame, but the really broad shoulders and kind of big chest, and then really strong jawline. I mean, honestly, that was, I mean, again, uh, Richmond Lee, you know, art eater, who has a lot of good stuff out there. That is one of the best things about the artwork in KOF 13 was that was the game where they really like Andy is just like long and lanky. And then Terry is just like, you know what I mean? Like he, he looks like a trucker kind of guy, you know what I mean? The one that's at the biker bars, you know, kind of situation. So yeah. Terry Yaki beef. Is that a thing? Because I like that, dude. I like teriyaki beef, dude. Uh, oh. oh, I hear meowing. I hear meowing. Hi. Hello, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here. Like, I love SNK, and I think SNK does better about it than most characters or most companies, but I'm not going to sit here and say they're innocent. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Very few companies are innocent at this point in time. Yeah. So. But, I mean, I will say, though, like, SNK has definitely been better about it than most. Like, even just, like, looking at, like, probably, what, their first five female characters, I'd say there's at least three different women in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say this. I would agree with you up until Street Fighter VI, because I really, really like what yeah. they've done with Street Fighter VI, because... Even Manon, who could have been so easily generic, is very, very distinct. You know what I mean from a from a physical features yeah. kind of standpoint. So I'm I'm really happy with what they did uh, in that in 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 um, in Street Fighter Six. Yeah, and I mean, even leaning further into it though is like her facial structure is yes. super super unique. Yeah, which actually drives me nuts when I see artists draw her and they homogenize her into the standard, you know, standard face. Like, I look at a lot of the Manon art out there, and when they do that, I get kind of frustrated, you know? Yeah, there I, are a few artists I see that tend to draw her more like the Morrigan art you like, which I feel yeah. is a happy medium. Mm-hmm. I think it's a happy medium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there, there's a lot of lore reasons for Shermie. Um, but the most heavily implied one is that she actually has a very terrifying stare and that like <laughs> it actually just freaks people the fuck out. Yeah. One day it's revealed that she has no eyeballs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's actually kind of terrifying. Makes me think. Well, I mean that Orochi blood though. <laughs> like, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I actually wouldn't be surprised if she actually always has the snake eyes going on, and that's way too distinctive. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that would be kind of a cool way to do it. 
Uh, I don't know. Just picturing Shermie with eye sockets instead of actually eye eyeballs is terrifying. But then bringing it all the way back around to that Final Fantasy eight ending picture with Squall with the giant hole in his head is terrifying. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that, like, let's imagine for a moment that Shermie actually doesn't have eyes. That means she's doing all that shit blind and operating on sound and smell. Yeah, that I makes know, her right? Scary er. <laughs> well, see again. She can't secretly be Medusa, because I don't know what... It was probably Clash of the Titans' fault that they changed it so that when Medusa stares at you, her eyes glow and turns you to stone. Like, that was never supposed to be what Medusa is. Medusa's just supposed to be so ugly, you just turn to stone when you see her. Like, that was just it. She's just so hideous that you turn to stone. But now Medusa is, I have powers and I turn you to stone with eye beams, you know? Well, I mean, the thing is, though, is that, that, that it works for a different reason because it basically layers her, her like, serpent scales to be similar to that of, like, a basilisk. Mm, yeah. And makes it more of an ability. Yeah, because Clash so of the like, Titans... It's not far-fetched. Yeah, Clash of the Titans is one of the first real representations of Medusa in pop culture and yeah the Ray Harryhausen god bless Ray Harryhausen dude there's just still something magical about the way his shit looks but yeah like the when he skeletons dude right <laughs> and when she turns and then her eyes glow and the guy's like ah like it's so crazy I mean they even said like look at her through your reflection that was Clash of the Titans you could fight her by by seeing her through the reflections the original way she was designed that would still turn you to stone <laughs> but you know they changed it to direct line of vision so uh, it's all good yeah. and then and then even Castlevania has boss fights with Medusa with fucking eye lasers yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Oh. And then you turn to stone, you gotta shake. And then you, and then you get the, what, 1 in 256 chance to turn to that sick fucking gargoyle? Yeah, that's right! I completely forgot about that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. Yeah, see, like, oh, man, I just, I just looked it up, and now I'm just, like, getting mad again. But, like, when you see, like, the... The GBA Samus endings, you know. Uh, oh God, really? Do I have to scroll through all these pictures? Can this even? Yeah, be actually, I, I hate to say it, but I will say Zero Mission actually has one of my favorite pictures of her. Oh yeah, but see how yeah. she has a very distinct face. They gave her this extremely long chin. You know what I mean? Like it's. Well, it's, I mean, not really. Actually, her the the center of her face is protruding a bit too. It's a little. Yeah. It's a really weird angle. Yeah, but it's but definitely yeah, more find, distinct. See if you can find one of the cutscenes from Zero Mission where she's looking at her ship, uh, or when she's looking at the space pirates after being attacked. Oh uh, uh, no, these are all endings. Those are all endings. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's a. It's the scene after you beat Metroid One and the space pirates shoot you down. And you start the Zero suit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a picture in there that I just absolutely adore. Mm. Okay, I think it's one okay. of the more like distinct pictures of her. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, no, I'm still, I'm still like a Metroid Two to Metroid Three. That is fucking Samus. <laughs> and Zero Zero Mission just fucked it all up forever. Like now, even the Prime game, she's in the Zero suit, and right, and, and, and then Other M happened. And then Smash Brothers just solidified it all the way, right? Because Smash I mean, Brothers... it was on a, it was unavoidable. 
Yeah, Smash Brothers Zero Suit Samus was. Sh- I mean, like I said, the thing that makes me the most mad is that her face in in Smash Brothers is just so generic all of a sudden, and it makes me sad. So yeah, I will. I will say at least at least Smash Ultimate did a little bit of upgrading of her in some regards. Oh really? Okay, okay. It, it helped her a little, but yeah. Like, again, like, you'll have to forgive me, I get pretty fucking passionate about the Metroid series, because that's still, like, my favorite video game franchise. Yeah, that's Especially, your... like, if you take all fighting games out of the equation, it's clearly the <laughs> Metroid franchise. Right. Would you say it's even more, your favorite franchise even more than, like, K, uh, SNK properties? Well, I guess that's if you remove the fighting games, then, then if it's... If you remove well. fighting games, it's free. Yeah. Um, if you can't, if I can't remove fighting games, then, like... They're pretty neck and neck. It's one of those like it's hard to say because apples and oranges, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, like Metroidvanias are just I just fucking love that genre and everything mm-hmm. it can be, and most of the time doesn't actually live up to, right? Which yeah. again, like Super Metroid did set some kind of unrealistic expectations, and I give you, I give everyone that point. Like, yeah, nothing can ever be Super Metroid ever again. Mm-hmm. Well, never, no matter what, we can't have that again. I mean, going back to when Nintendo was making games on the Super Nintendo, holy shit. Even if I don't particularly personally like uh, Link to the Past as much as a lot of the other Zelda games, like, you could recognize the amount of effort and just pure quality Link to the Past is, right? Super Metroid was almost canceled, what, two, three times? Was it really? Dang, okay. It okay. was almost canceled, and, and like, Gonpei Yokoi had to be like, look, just play what we have and tell me you want to cancel <laughs> this. And the next day, they're like, how much more time do you need? <laughs> it's and it happened, me- like, two or three times, and eventually they finally got it out. And then what happened? It did not get the commercial success it deserved. Mm. But its legacy now as one of the greatest video games of all time is still there. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. like, I just... I I mean, and the thing is, again, Metroid and F-Zero only exist for the West now. Yeah. Japan doesn't fucking care about those franchises. That's why why fucking uh, Metroid 2 and Dread are made by fucking Mercury Steam. Japan doesn't want anything to do with it. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's always made me sad that there was never a Super Nintendo Kid Icarus. Because I was a big Kid Icarus fan at the time. You know what? At least we got Super Punch Out, though. Yeah, it's true. Which I've strangely never played, even though I've played. It's fun as hell. Yeah, I have it on. I think it's on the Switch. I think it's one of the games I can play on Switch right now. One day I wanted to sit down and just go through it, but, you know, uh, I just never played it on, on, on the Super Nintendo. It was just one of those times, I think. You know, for me on the Super Nintendo, my, my, my games that I didn't play was just because. I had to buy all my games myself out of my own allowance. And, you know, yeah. I, did, I, I mean, didn't get a lot, a lot of money. A lot of, so. games, a lot of those games back then I only played because, like, my friend had it or something like yeah, that. And so we yeah, do the whole, like, uh-huh. borrow trade. I'll let you borrow my Super Metroid and I'll borrow your yep, Super Punch. Yeah, yeah, trading games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. So I never really got into Advance Wars. Which uh, is extra funny because you having the handle of Olaf, my friends would love to give me shit about Advance Wars having a character named Olaf. Oh, oh okay, okay. But uh, I never got into Advance Wars. Um, but I'm just I'm glad that that series is at least getting a second chance at life. 
Because oh, is it? Being, being a tactics RPG in that era was actually hard. Are they making a new Advance Wars all of a sudden? Oh, they're remaking and re-releasing. Oh shit, I didn't even know. Okay, well, I mean, I probably knew, but just didn't remember because, like I said, Advance Wars is not a game that I've ever played or had anything yeah. on the, you know, it's not on my radar, so. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, like, Tactics RPGs, when they originally came out, were relegated to Final Fantasy Tactics, and if you're real lucky, Tactics Advance, maybe Disgaea, and then everything else you've never fucking heard of. That was it. Another ignored Nintendo IP punch out. That's a that's a hard game to keep making more stuff for. They did make the Wii version of Punch Out, but you could tell it had no budget, dude. That game yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I mean at least fucking Little Mac made it into Smash finally. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I didn't even like Final Fantasy Tactics when it first came out. I had to use Disgaea as my gateway drug into Tactics RPGs, uh, and then went back to Final Fantasy Tactics and liked it. Yeah, that's a game that I've never actually played, and everyone gets mad at me about. I never played Final Fantasy Tactics, so. So, as much as I would love to recommend it to you, because it's cool, and it's good, and has a lot of good things, and, like, historical, uh, like, parallels and, stories, and shit, because it's based on yeah, the War of the Roses. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a time investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the thing. And there are enough other games that you have way too much time that you need to invest in first. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, like, if you ever do try to go into Final Fantasy Tactics, just go ahead and use a fucking strategy guide and play the PSP version. Yeah, I've always heard the PSP version is the right one. Although some people have told me that the mobile versions are actually pretty good, too. I mean, aren't um, they just, like, the PSP versions, but just made easier to get to? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Tactics Advance is an entirely different ass game. So like, that's just the thing. Like most people who like the original Tactics don't like Tactics Advance. They're completely Final Fantasy, unrelated. Final Fantasy? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. They're completely unrelated in most hmm. ways. And fucking Tactics Advance has a really weird judge system that drove a lot of people up the fucking wall. Hmm. Okay. That's the whole thing. That's cool though, but I mean it's good that you you can <laughs> you can speak to that, so you've got the experience. Um, but yeah, I, I fucking love Disgaea. Um I definitely own Lapuscell Tactics, and that game is actually pretty fucking brutal. I have worked on a tactic RPG and I regret every bit of it. <laughs> no, I take it back. I take it back. There was one character that I really liked, but because it's an obscure and shitty game, that character never gets fan art. Oh, of course, right. Okay. I'm sorry, not even just fan art. It's hard to find the official art for this fucking character. Nobody cares about that franchise. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, shit happens. Hmm. Um. Oh, well, I think we've been going on for quite some time here. Uh, I'm you know, actually... It's kind of nice to just rant and gush sometimes. Yeah, I know, right? It kind of feels good to be able to do that sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, and this, and this way we don't feel like we left Kitty out of anything. Other than, oh boy, the marquee stuff was really fucking cool. Right, right, right. We just got to do our old man yells at clouds kind of thing, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, I still have shit that I promised to unbox on the stream so that everyone can see it, and I haven't actually gotten to do that yet, but I'm waiting for Kitty to be around for it because she wants to see it too. Yeah, 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 Um, for sure, for sure, for sure. And uh we did promise last week that we would read through the Sylvie story stuff, but because without Kitty... 
Uh, we're not going to do that, so mm-hmm. we will try to get to that next week. Okay. Because I want to I go through Sylvie's story. I still haven't even read it myself. I don't know what to get into other than, oh, oh boy, Shermie. Really? Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, God, gotcha. Shit. Interesting. And hopefully I'll feel better next week. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, but you you are feeling mostly better now, right? So I am significantly less terrible. Because you yeah, only like coughed like longer. once during this whole entire time, it feels like. Three times, okay, okay. Um, and I, I don't sound like Stephen Bloom anymore, so I'm definitely getting there. <laughs> um, still got some some congestion, but I'll live. Okay. But yeah, like, if all goes well, I will be good to go by next Wednesday. Um, but there's a lot of other factors in play in fucking real life as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're tracking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess, I guess now is a, a good time to call it, so we just need to think about what to uh, exit on. And I think there's really only one suitable choice to exit on. Okay, yeah, because someone is hungry, too, uh, over here. So you know. Optimus Prime? No, no. <laughs> Actually, Optimus Prime's probably hungry, too, so I need some Energon. All right. Cybertron, our home. Oh man! Okay. Roll out. Anyways, uh, what do you? What would you? What do you? What are you saying? We close out on that Sim City song. Oh, did you want me to just play it again? <laughs> All right, play the piano version again. <laughs> yeah, and give the guy like a credit, maybe like a link in the uh, in the YouTube. So oh, like, okay. yeah, this okay. this is the song okay. we use. So go give him a follow, show him some love, whatever. Sim City music. Uh, capital... This has just been a random fuck-up. Oh, wait, I actually do have one more thing to say. Correct me uh-huh. if I'm wrong, James. This is episode 96? This is episode 96, yes. I really wish I had kind of saved some Gennett's shit for this, because he debuted in 96. It would have been funny. Oh, God. Dude, you're right. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, once we got to, like, episode 94 and stuff, we definitely should have had some... It all began in yeah. 94, oh. you know, kind of things. But, but... but next week will be 97. Which means we definitely need to have some sort of Orochi bullshit jokes. Okay, okay. And I think uh, I think for the following week, it'll be episode 98, we should try to get Laban to come in and at least say hi over the phone. <laughs> On episode 98? Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Let's do that. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to him and be like, hey, we're about to have episode 98 in a couple of weeks. Can you call in just to say hi? <laughs> let's do it. Uh, that's hilarious. But uh, all right then. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. L- just hanging out with us, listening us to us ramble. Let us know if you enjoy our rambling, and maybe we'll just do this more often. You know, uh, on on a side thing, on a side project. So uh, and just have Jack come in and just be like, "Hey, topic back." Yeah, oh. exactly. So. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll see you guys later. Take care. Peace out. Have a good night. And I will switch over to... uh, Where is he? Where is Kyo? Where is Kyo? Why can't I find... Oh, there he is. There he is. There we go. Okay. Thanks, guys. Peace out and take care.